Hello, listeners, and Valshago Park and Dolly Gitalak. Welcome to Dr. Daly Park and Tulla for this very important intermediate Camogie Championship game uh, between Tulla, the hosts, and Whitegate. A uh, nice East Clare, East Clare uh, derby there, in a sense. Uh, two, two teams very much hoping for uh, progress in this intermediate championship. Beautiful evening, the last we're told of the fabulous evenings. Conditions perfect, quite hard in fact. Ideal for those who like the top of the ground. Players are just finishing their warm-ups as we speak. Referee for this evening is Andy McMahon. And this broadcast, this evening of this game, is brought to you in association with Seneco of Whitegate, uh, makers of very high-quality components down there. And we're very thankful for their support and uh, the employment they bring as well to the area. So I'm lucky enough to be joined this evening by an old friend of ours on Scarlet Bay Community Radio and Sportsline, Davy Solon of Whitegate, uh, a good analyst and man to join in discussion at all times. So Davy, welcome first of all. What are you expecting from this evening's game? Thank you, Pat. During the Intermediate Championship, it's always very close. I know when Whitegate played Tulla last year, we only beat him a point and then they beat us in the league. So we're expecting a you know a good half match. Whitegate played three matches and came out on top on the three of them. None of them by huge scores except the Tlacasa Berlier match. But yeah. We always find it very difficult to beat Tulla and then coming up to the Holy Grail of Tulla is uh, going to make it a little bit more difficult. I suppose it would be, we'd expect that and this fantastic new facility they have here. We're all enjoying it, spectators and, and indeed in the broadcasting sense as well, this fantastic new stand and associated facilities in Tulla. Brilliant, brilliant job, so comfortable and so uh, modern and so, so clean and everything like that. So here we are in the very middle of the perched in a lovely fine evening, as I said, and uh, Tulla still warming up and he's been rushing the players, he's calling. I think he's blown once, all right, but uh, I suppose on a, on a Thursday evening it's hard to get back from work and people coming maybe later on. So. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, hard to be ready, deadly on time, but I'm sure we'll be moving in the next two minutes. I'll just give you the teams now where we have the chance. Whitegate, first of all, in goals, Lauren Solon. Full back line, Michelle Dooley, Kira O'Leary, and Katrina Aspel. Half back line is Molly Spazzy, Trina Kelly, and Niamh Quinlan. In midfield are Lisa O'Donoghue and Lana Spazzy. Half forward line is Ashling Tracy, Susan Fahey, and Katie Hines. And at top, top inside is uh, Aideen Hickey. Greta Hickey and all Olympic numbers and of course that full back, that wing back is Neve Quirk uh, which is th thankfully being pointed out to be there, I don't know where I got that other name from, Neve Quirk of course, uh, a, a very well known name down the White Gate Sporting Circles. For Tulla it's uh, in goals Lorena Lachlan, full back line Amy McNamara, Lorna Power and Leah McNerney, full back line Kira Goland, Anya Dylan and Anya O'Callaghan, my own writing is causing me trouble here, midfield uh, Sally Quinlevin and Katie Clune, half forward line, Ornamal Conroy, Sinead Conlon and Jennifer Nicholas, and inside line is Aoife Dooley, Valerie Hogan and Aoife Layden. And I suppose it is a, a taller team, a uh, little bit short of, I suppose, well, the top, top, or full strength in the sense that Breedine Dynan, I'm not sure why Kate are fixed for, uh, for injuries and that, Davey will tell me after, but Breedine Dynan well, is a player that any club would miss. Oh, yeah, a very good player. She had a, a keyhole surgery on her knee. You know, and she's very, very strong when she gets possession of the ball and creates a lot of scores and takes a lot of scores for Tulla. So she's going to be a big loss for them all this year. <coughs> Absolutely. So, Whitegate have a full, full string team, so we've no injuries, so it's all good. So it's a good, healthy position to be in. And players are in well. Uh, Tulla are in a very tight huddle. Whitegate have got their positions ready to go. So uh, Andy McMahon should be throwing in the ball now in the next minute or two. And. Uh, just to let you know, so in the table so far, Whitegate top the table with three wins out of three, as Davy said. Uh, Tulla and Aeroge share second place, but Aeroge shade, shaded. They are actually in second place because of the head-to-head. -head. 
even though Tulla have a slightly better uh, points difference, uh, it's actually Airog in second place, Tulla in third, both with three wins, sorry, two wins out of three and one loss. Dennis Valbert, Claire Castle-Bellier with one win, Corofin with one win, and Bradford have yet to get a victory. So the other games this evening are, are uh, at least this weekend, sorry, are Airog versus Corofin and Claire Castle-Bellier versus Bradford. So obviously this, this evening's game is very, very important for, for Tulla because they will probably like to, if they can, uh, maybe join uh, Whitegate at the top, even though their scoring difference, unless they win an awful lot, by an awful lot this evening, would be, would be inferior. So, uh, however, anyway, it's Whitegate on top, Aeroke second, and Tulla in third, and they'll be hoping to improve that. And we're almost ready to go. And uh, yes, the game ball has been thrown in, and it's first of all, of all in position. It looks like it's uh, Susan Fahey. Susan Fahey is breaking down the right wing at the ball, drives it in, looking for the full forward line. But out comes Lorna Power inside for Tulla. Not the first uh, full back we've seen in a red helmet, uh, trying to burst out with the ball, not, not getting away this time. But it's the corner back. The corner back for Tulla is Michelle Dooley, who does well to clear it out, out to. Um, the wing number total. Jennifer Nicholas. Jennifer, a very athletic young player, flying down the left wing. She's covered 30, 40 metres. Can she get a nice low ball in? A great, great low ball. Looking for the forward crowd. Out comes uh, um, our, um, Kiro Leary here. Leary does very well to get out and uh, hits, gets the ball out towards midfield. A good contest in the middle of the field. But it's number nine for Whitegate. Number nine for Whitegate is uh, Lannis Pazzi. Lannis Pazzi gets it out the wing and there's a good contest out there as well. Between, and it's Whitegate wing forward. Whitegate wing forward is the. Um, um, Ashton Tracy, Ashton Tracy drives it in and away goes Evelyn Hickey and Evelyn Hickey has got the first score of the game, yes, a lovely lovely score from Evelyn Hickey, delivered one point to no score, is the score we're going to work, yes it is, so, uh, Whitegate have reached a lovely score, a well, worked, so, a well finished score by Evelyn Hickey. Yeah, great ball in by Ashton Tracy, low in front of her and Aideen, strong, cottage and straight over the bar, good Book start for Whitegate. Lorna Aidan Lachlan has got the ball to the midfield from the puck out. Aidan Hickey with a, a starting opening point after about uh, after a minute and a half for, for Whitegate. And there's a tussle here in the, in the Tulla half back line at the moment. And it's, uh, there's a bunch of players in there. And uh, nobody has mastered it yet. Oh, out wins a great win of the rock ball. A great win of the rock ball there by who else? But Greta Hickey. Greta Hickey is one of the strongest and, and, and very skillful players on the Whitegate team. Is there, of course, a, a county star as well. And, uh, and that's a fantastic win of a tough ball. And I suppose, Davy, you know, you need finishers, but you also need someone to win the hardball. Oh, she'll put her body in and she'll win the hardball, you know, get the dirty free, win the dirty ball. Hopefully now Susan just inside the 45, normally very accurate from here. Yeah, Susan Fahey just inside the 45, you say, very central position. Strikes it well and it's straight over the bar. So that's the second point for Whitegate and that's the, white, the start Whitegate would have wanted, not the start Tulla would have wanted. So in this very, very important intermediate league uh, championship clash here in Tulla, it's uh, after three minutes, it's uh, Whitegate to Tulla nil. Good ball out there for uh, Arnie Dinan to drive down the field, but it's only to the Whitegate. Uh, looked like a sweeper there almost. Um, uh, Trina Kelly, Trina Kelly, very vastly experienced that the ball has been cleared away. Uh, Kira found her fellow defender. Her fellow defender there was uh, Ashling Tracy. Ball now is in midfield and it's picked up by Linus Bazzi. Linus Bazzi gets it to Trina Kelly. Trina Kelly, very experienced as I said, down the wing and out first the ball, but misses it and it's picked up. Michelle Dooley for Tulla picks up the, the missed ball there by 18. But 18 is the. Or, uh, Arnie McDermott actually has recovered to block her down, so it's in the taller half-back line. It's picked up by Jennifer, Jennifer Nicholas gets a lovely ball up the left-hand side. But again, Trina Kelly, this time it passes out Trina, but it's going to be picked up for Whitegate uh, by Molly Spazzy. Molly Spazzy is blocked down when she recovers, and the ball is cleared away to midfield again. And uh, blocked down by the taller uh, midfielder there, and uh, it's now going to be picked up 
by Sinead Collin. Sinead's first for a very talented player. Sinead gets a great ball in towards the square here. And uh, it's, uh, well, it's well covered off by, is it Michelle Dooley? But certainly covered yeah, off yeah, by, yeah. by uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, fullback Kiro Leary. Kiro does, does well and it's clear down the field to the half forward line. But again, it's Tulla picking up a bit of loose play there on both sides. Audi Dyna for Tulla drives it down the middle of the field again. Now, actually, towards the left, but it's cut out. It's got out by uh, Neve Quirk, Neve Quirk for Whitegate on the right hand side. Solon with the ball, and there's no stoppages in the game, it's all action. And um, into the half forward line, bounces around, it's going to be cleared by Tulla, and it's centre back for Tulla, let's fly on the ground. That's uh, Arnie Dynan, Arnie Dynan gets it up the field to Sinead Collin. Sinead Collin trying to get it up, she has it in her hand, being pressurised by uh, Lana Spazzi, but she gets it down the right wing, well blocked out by uh, the Whitegate uh, wing back there, um, Neve Quirk, not, not Neve Quirk, but Molly Spazzi. And now it's in the middle of the field again. And Jennifer Nicholas goes for it, doesn't get it up this time, was picked up beautifully and fouled by um, or, uh, Susan Fahey. Susan Fahey, of course, again, a vastly experienced and talented player. Trip there in the middle, just in, inside or outside the 65 metre line. Uh, fair distance out, but on a fine evening, I wouldn't be surprised if Susan Fahey had this distance. Uh, and if she doesn't, it's, it's going to be a very, very dangerous attack for Whitehead. Two points to nil. Uh, five. Uh, four and a half minutes gone, and uh, it's Susan Fahey with the free for Whitegate. Benz lifts and strikes. Looks like it's a really great strike. Oh, that's a fantastic strike. I know conditions might be in her favourites, but it's a deadly calm evening. That's a really good strike. David. A great strike, you know, inside the 65. Well, sorry, Whitegate side of the 65, so she's mm. about 70 metres out. That's a fantastic strike, straight over the bar. Brian Auckland with the puck out. And there's three points to nail in favour of Whitegate. Whitegate every looking, every, looking every bit the parts. It was our favourites for this game. Uh, there would have been favourites coming in. And it's uh, Whitegate's number 12. And that is uh, Ashton Tracy drives a good low ball in. And it's, it's uh, Greta Hickey. Greta Hickey has rounded her girl. She's got it up in her hand again. Greta making progress off her left hand side. And is that a four point? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, four points out of four shots, uh, Davy. No wides and uh, very efficient so far from Whitegate. Very efficient, no stupid ball has been given away and intelligent ball has been hit into the full forward line low in front of them and I know they have a lot of work to do when they get the ball but at least they're getting the ball, good quality ball and it makes it a lot easier than for the full forward line. And Lord of Power does very well there to take the puck out and it's Tolle in the attack with um, Katie Clune. Katie Clune gets a nice ball down the right wing but it's going to be picked up by Lana Spazzi. Or, uh, one of the Spazzies anyway, who's picked it up and cleared it out of the middle of the field, a good clash there. Uh, number 20 for, um, but it's, it's uh, number 8 for, for uh, Whitegate, Lisa Dunne, who are first, our first foray into the game. Lisa, of course, a very, very fabulous player as well, and Susan Faybert gets a shot in. And it's hopping inside, about 30 metres out, is going to break for a Whitegate player. No, it's going to be picked up by the Tullis in the back. Tullis in the back is Arnie Dynan. Arnie Dynan gets a good clearance down the right wing. A few players, ah, oh, well read. Well read by Lana Spazzi, who did very well to get to it first. It was two Tulla girls expecting it, but Lana took action and got there. And it's now number eight, and that is, um, that is um, Lisa Dunhu. Lisa Dunhu has got the ball to Susan Fahey. Susan Fahey drives it in. It's 20 minutes looking for Greta Hickey, and it's broken inside after 18 Hickey, actually. Um, it's actually it's 18 Hickey. Now it's 18 to, to um, get to, uh, but it's picked up. It's, look, the Tola missed. First one Tola kind of missed up. And indeed, uh, Laura Power does very well to, Laura Power does very well to clear it. But it's only as far as, uh, it's as far, I should say, as Aoife Layden. Aoife Layden gets the ball in, looking for full forward. Full forward inside, for tall is Valerie Hogan. But she's not going to get to this one, I don't think, because number two, Michelle Dooley does very well to read it. Gets the shortest clearance out, but it's going to be picked up in the half-back line and driven away by Whitegate and down the right-hand right side. And it's going to be picked up here for Tulla, 65-metre line. 
By the trainer for Nicholas, I think, who drives it in late again, and uh, it's a good ball in towards the full forward line. Can Valerie Hogan get on the heads of this one? But no, that full back line is very, very solid down there, and it's cleared away again by a, a very solid, oh, lovely overhead strike there uh, from Katie Hines, and she finds. Uh, Susan, Susan Fahey, Susan Fahey inside, this is Lisa Dunahoo, Lisa Dunahoo could point here, no she goes short, whether intentionally or not, ah, but it's a very, very good, it turned out to be a very, very good ball, to, is it Aidy Nicky, and that's a super, super score by Aidy Nicky, that's a really well booked score, David, you have to be happy with what you're seeing. Oh yeah, you know, three great presses there, from, from Susan Fahey into Lisa Dunahoo, and then Lisa Dunahoo, straight into Aidy, no missing, caught the ball in her hand, and straight over the bar. This looks like, a, like it. looks like a very, very well coached team. And it's not the Tuller doing very much wrong, it's just that Whitegate are playing very, very well. And the use of the ball is second to none so far in the game as we're uh, eight minutes in. So uh, it's, it's four five points in the lead at this stage for uh, Whitegate. And Tuller will be looking to maybe get a score on the board, but Whitegate dominant again. And this time it's Neve Quirk. Neve Quirk drives the ball down inside, but it's blocked, blocked inside there, but it's going to be picked up. And it's picked up by Aidan Dickey. Yet again, this girl is causing havoc inside, off her left hand side. Ah. Aidan Hickey has the measure of her player and she has the measure of any, anyone that will mark her at today. She's just flying it and uh, for Leah McInerney is, is struggling in there with her, uh, David. Yeah, two players on her that time, you know, and she won the ball between the two of them and just got a yard, just enough to swing the hurley and tapped it over the bar. Not a good point for Aidan. They'll be looking for to get Tolby looking to get Sinead Collin into the game. She doesn't get this one as it breaks through. And Lisa Dunhoe, very, very impressed with her so far. A little bit of a clip. A little bit of a clip on her there by uh, Orna Moral Conroy and uh, deserve free for Lisa. It'll be taken <laughs> by Lisa herself this time, I think. We've gone back to her 165, but I think it'll go forward a few places. Amy, Amy McInerney throws it forward there. So it's right dead on in the midfield area, but it's, much, it's just about six or seven metres in from this near sideline at the, at the Hogan stand side of the field. I don't know what they call this stand yet, but it's a fabulous stand anyway. We, we'll give it the, the name of the, of the chief stand in the country for the moment. So it's... Um, <clears throat> It's Susan Fahey, but from the middle of the field, struck a great one already. This is another great long strike. This is a seriously good strike right into the edge of the square. Could hop, well covered inside by Lorena Lockley, who does very, very well. And it ends up going off and forward and going wide. That was a tricky one for the, for the goalkeeper. She did quite well, that David. Well, she did, yeah. It was just lobbing in front of her. She did the right thing, not letting it bounce and control it on the early. And then, like all clever goalies do, moved out to one side. And when Greta Hickey blocked her down, she knew the ball was going to be blocked out wide. Very good goalkeeper. At this stage. Good puck out again, Lorraine Lachlan doing well with the puck out, Scott Arnie Dynan and uh, this time Arnie has won a free, Arnie Dynan is trying to stand up there uh, bravely for, uh, to give the toilet to stem the tide uh, in a game and she's just getting a bit of attention there for a moment in a, in a game sponsored, also of course all our, our games and, and our sports line programs are sponsored in association with their credit union and of course outside, outside broadcast always associated with uh, Michael, Michael um, Long Construction and uh, today's game in particular, this fight, the intermediate uh, nearly top of the table clash by Seneco of Whitegate. Uh, so a free from their own half-back line for Tulla. Anya Dynan bends and strikes. Gets a fair bit of distance into it. Up down the right wing. Is it going to hop for Tulla or Whitegate? No, it's Lisa Dunahoe in there, but she hasn't maybe got this one. She's still fighting for it. And um, there's a melee in the middle of the field. And Susan Fahey's come back at the start of the field. Gets stopped back in her own half-back line. Gets a good clearance away as well. Locked in the middle of the field there. This is Jennifer Lickless flicking in a nice little flick from Jennifer into Aoife Dooley. Aoife Dooley's a very promising young forward as well. Can she get rid of it? She can, but <laughs> maybe not the way she wanted. Fierce pressure on her there. And very, very good pressure. Is that a push? Yeah, well, to the shoulder anyway. Great work there by Ashling Tracy indeed. Top put pressure on uh, Aoife Dooley and win the free. 
and it's a free for and it's Susan Fahey again and again it's just almost identical to the one she scored a few minutes ago maybe five six minutes ago it's 65 six, seven, 68 meters out maybe a little bit more fairly central probably a bit to the left and uh, this will be very, this is the one uh, sometimes in Camogie can be coming in inches under the crossbar Davy can oh. cause consternation oh dangerous ball in Camogie yeah, yeah. Years ago, it's 45, but they're striking it so well now. These girls are so well coached and trained, and is that such skills they have? It's a lot further. What a catch by uh, Gret Al. What a textbook score there. Brilliantly struck free by Susan Fahey into the hands of Greta Hickey. Off her right inside, Greta, without a bother, over the bar. Uh, another score for Whitegate. Now it's seven points to no score, and uh, Tulla really are suffering you know, in terms of score, but they'll have to get into the game. Sinead Collin trying to get the ball, but Sinead just not getting into the game yet. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Orlando Conroy breaking down the wing. Orlando's a strong girl. She's got her up again. Oh, she almost touched it to the ground, but didn't. Orlando making her best effort to get it up, but she's under serious pressure there from Young Tracy. And also out comes uh, Katrina Aspel. Katrina Aspel, our first bit of work in the game, does very, very well to get it to Susan Fahey. Thought she might get a free there. Susan being traced by, Sinead, by um, Sally Quinlevin. Sally Quinlevin put pressure on her, but Susan went out this time. After 16 minutes of play, Pike gets first wide, and they'll nearly be disappointed with her, David. Yeah, and she done great to win the ball. She won it back in our own 65, and a great run through. She was under fierce pressure from the Tulla centre forward, but uh, just shaved it wide. Tony O'Leary below here in a second look at it. But he waved it wide. Yeah, but I think everybody, anybody will forgive them. It's uh, Sinead Conlon getting on the ball a little bit more now, but again, can't get rid of it. And uh, Tulla, a white gate, so fit and so well drilled, putting on fierce pressure as it's, as it's um, Ashton Tracy gets a nice ball down the right wing. They're looking for Greta Hickey. Can Greta get the Oh, beautiful pick up for Greta Hickey. Way out in the sideline. She's 45 metres out. She's now, she's actually 40 metres out, 45 now. And it's, um, it's um, number 12 is uh, Ashton Tracy gets the ball right inside, but it's Lorraine Lachlan does very well in the goal. Very safe, Lorraine. No fault to Lorraine Lachlan. The Tulla are seven points down. Uh, she has been playing very well, looking very safe in there. And the ball now is, is uh, pulled on by... Um, by uh, Molly Stasi. Molly Stasi is under pressure from, from um, Ornable Conroy. And well, it's Susan Faye. Was the ball in Susan Faye's hands? 42 or 3 metres out. Does the only going to be one result? Another super point. And that's the eighth point for Whitegate. And I think we're 17 minutes into the game. Eight points, mostly from play, mostly the result of really good, good. Uh, Good build-up play, and Tulla are in real trouble in this game already. And we're only just going out of the first quarter. Tulla simply need to score. They need to get some of their big players into the game, and uh, but it's not going to happen because it looks like it's going to be win again in midfield by a well-drilled, a very, very well-drilled uh, Whitegate side. And that was good work there by Katrina Aspelin, who is now out around the middle. In fact, now Katrina is up in the half-hour line, even though she's named the cornerback. So uh, Katrina wants to get involved in the action. There's a bit of a, a bit of slow play for the moment, but a great ground ball there by uh, Katie Hines in, looking far, and it's, oh, it's Aideen, Aideen is away, but she's under pressure, Aideen is trying to get inside, Aideen, that is, and at uh, this time she has been shepherded out to the relative safely of the end line, and it's gone wide, so a decent bit of defending there by Tulla, and I suppose they will breathe a side relief for once, they averted the danger. Yeah, very lucky there, great defending by Tulla, because if Aideen got it up, she was gone straight through on goal, but great defending by the Tulla, full back line to dispossess her, or force the ball out wide. Force it out wide, as you say, Ornamal Conroy there tried to, trying her very best, but just didn't have the first touch to get it up. Foul Susan Fahey, I think, and it's going to be yet another free. Another one for Susan Fahey. She's fixing her boots there, as I say, there was a step on her boot as well, and in the half took it off. So she has to do a bit of a bit of a cobbling, cobbler repairing there. But Susan Fahey has a free about 60 metres out um, 
from the Tulla goal that she has scored from further out than this and it's maybe 12 metres in, 15 metres in from the, uh, the stand here in Tulla. Far from a givey, but the way she's striking in this evening, it's, uh, it's well within her power to put them over. As, and as I said before, 30 years ago in Camogie, you'd be expecting these to drop short, but she'll certainly have the distance here to feel. Beautiful strike yet again. And is it the same result? Absolutely same result. Tullus nine points. Susan Fahey must have got four of them from freeze, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she's on fire with the freeze, in fairness, David. How unbelievable. And none of them freeze have been easy. They've been mostly outside the Tulla 45, yeah. you know, they've been 50, 60, even 70 metres out and putting them straight over the you bear. call them all feast and distance. This time, Aoife Layden's way for Tulla. She's looking for Sinead Collin. Now, Sinead Collin, we're her first chance to run. She's broken side, but she's well hooked. And she has got a free, brilliantly hooked there by, uh, I think it was, um, Neve Quirk. But either way, it's a, she's a first free in for Tulla. It's about far, 35 metres out. It's, a, it's in front of the goal and a real, real chance for Tulla. Finally, get on the scoreboard at zero to nine points behind they certainly needed and it will be Sinead Collin herself. Sinead I suppose is the player, the, lead, the leading player they have in terms of you know experience, county experience first of all and ability and athleticism so uh, it'll be very very important for Tulla and you know if they get the first point over the bar here they might just shake off a little bit of the nervousness and the tension and maybe get them to open up and express themselves a bit better but they have a lot of work to do. Sinead strikes the ball this minute and she has indeed put it over the bar. Are we happy with it? Yes, he's writing it down anyway. The umpire's hands are a bit... Uh, <laughs> I think they're in his pockets. Now, finally, he's got it over the bar. So it is a point for Tulla at long last. And it has taken 20, just over 20 minutes to get it. 9-1 to one in favour of Whitegate. And uh, nearly the first puck out, I think, from Lauren Solon, who has had uh, such a quiet game in there that she'll probably hate to see the ball coming because the longer a goal he, he goes without touching the ball, the harder it is for him to be, to be really concentrating on the game. But knowing Lauren, she will. She's a, a player of fantastic ability. So the ball is in the Whitegate half-forward line. A few girls tussling for it there, and it looks like Tulla have won another free. And um, the, the, the foul player not too happy, but um, Eddie McMahon uh, is starting it out. It's uh, I think it was was a Aoife Dooley is foul. Aoife now playing very very deep also. Aoife is a very very talented underage player, as was Jennifer Nicholas and a few others of those of those Tulla there players who are coming into their own. Ball breaks inside, but it's going to break wide. No alarm. Besides, I wanted to get a bit of action. Picks it up and drives it down the field, and it's a good it's a good clearance about 55 metres out to Ashling Tracy. Ashling Tracy bangs it down the field and it's, uh, oh, a clear, oh yes, a clear, a clear, <laughs> Sally Quinlan, clearly, clearly following Susan Fahey there. It was a, a tangle around the neck and it, it really looked very much like something that would be punished in rugby, not rough, but Mogi, David. Roja, a good ball out by Lauren and in, very well controlled by Katie Hines and down to Susan Fahey and, and, you know, she deserved a free. The hurley was around the neck, nothing malicious in her, just a straightforward free, so it's, Another one that's just outside the Tulla 65. She's been hitting them very well. It'll be some well, score if she can score she has, another point from this distance. She has some amount of freeze got in the same general area, but this, this is 67 metres out. This is this is a, uh, an inter-county player, be, a, a, a curling player would be kind of under pressure up this over, you know, but uh, this time slightly shorter, I'd say, it's going to land inside. Four, but 14 as are well blocked out inside. But it's all into the hands of, as of Katie Hines. And has Katie got her name? No, Katie just pulls it to the left. And uh, as I said, Katie did well to, win, uh, to set up that ball for Susan Thay to win the free. But she wasn't able to finish the resulting chance. Ooh, the ball out to, to uh, Arnie Dynan does well to control it. Lorraine, in fairness to Lorraine, um, Lorraine reluctant. She has been finding Arnie Dynan to propose. I'm nearly surprised that uh, Tulla haven't, or uh, Whitegate haven't been marking Arnie Dynan to make sure she isn't an outlet. Lovely, lovely first time pull by 
Aoife Dooley up the field now, but it's taken by, and now it's in the, in the hands of Ornamon Conroy. Ornamon Conroy drives it in, but it's two against one in there, and uh, Valerie Hogan has no hope against against uh, Kira O'Leary in that form. A great field by Kira, and it belts it down the field. Not controlled, not controlled by um, Arne McDonough the first time, and it's driven in again for, for Tulla. Tulla put in a bit of attack now, but it's going to be picked up by Lisa O'Donoghue, and it's going to be picked up. Yeah, it's going to be picked up and cleared, and here he is. Um, here is Alanis uh, Batsy who gets it down the field and into the hands of number seven for Tulla, wing back for Tulla. Tulla wing back is uh, Kira Goland. Kira Goland gets it a bit of the way, but it's been, it has been lost. Then she tackles and does she win it? Yes. Looks like a bit of a show, but she's going to shove it a block down at the same time. Oh, had a nice flick there by Michelle Dooley. I'm not sure if she meant it or not, but it's gone to, I think it's gone to Kira O'Leary off the flick. If she, she'll say after the game, she definitely planned it to land it in Kira's hand. Not so, not so sure she did, but it's been um, to the Benefit of Tulla anyway, it's going to be clear. However, Sinead Collin with a bit of a run, nicely shot from Sinead in towards, in towards, let's um, <laughs> say it, into Lauren Solon. But Lauren, no problem at all, drives it down the field. Uh, gets, gets a good 70 metres clearance in there. And now it's Tulla again, just coming into the game a little bit more, but not with passing like that. They're going to go no place. Kira Goland and, uh, involved there. and with Lisa Nicholas, but it's not really working, but at least Kira gets her clearance up the field. Again, Ornabal Conroy is fighting, she's a very, very physical player, tearing into it, and a free has been won by Tulla, so another free for Tulla, 45 metres out. This is just slightly, very central actually, flighted to the left, and a chance for Sinead Conlon to make it 9-2 without putting the hex in her. At 9-1, I suppose, it was on the cards that maybe White gave Uri ease off a little bit, David. Yeah, Tulla have come into the game in the last five minutes, they're winning some frees inside the White half, so. Sinead Conlon, you know, one of the one of the best players that Tulla would have. Uh, it's not an easy free, but she should be able to start it over the bar. And, and does, because Lauren is looking straight up over her head at it, so it's 9-2, uh, and I suppose Tulla will take heart from that. 9-2, we are 25 minutes just gone in this game. Roughly five minutes to half-time, and whatever minute are we led on for injury, bearing other injuries, of course. So, uh, puck out, Lauren Solon comes out and drives it and gets, oh, gets a real distance in, gets almost down to the other 45. What a shot, what a, what a poke of the ball. And again, it's, uh, this time it's Donna McDermott uh, trying to get, but it's cleared away well by, by, uh, by, by Tuller, and that's his uh, Dynan, Arnie Dynan gets it away, and this time it's Michelle Dooley does very, very well to get it to Trina Kelly. Trina makes her way out and gets a lovely strike in, a tight corner, how she hit that, I'm not sure, a few players around her. This time it's, it's Tulla's Sally Quinlevin. Sally gets it up and she makes her way down the field. She throws it up a bit high, but she gets a shot in. It's going in all the way, but who's in it? Only Kira O'Leary. Meet and drink to Kira. Nearly gets blocked down, but gets her shot away. The young uh, Lana Spazzi, I think. And a good bit of work by Mark Connor, who's working really hard for Tulla, putting her body in the line, getting in the tackles. And now it's uh, Grady Hickey, who's looking for, hungry for a ball, out in the, out in the 65 metre line. Bursts her way through, doesn't she win a free? No, hits it off her left. Down the left hand side to Arnie McDermott. Canania now is. Almost alone, but she's been chased and out. Brilliant, brilliant tracking there by by um, Arnie Dyer to, to the ball was going towards Arnie. I suppose made it easy for to get, to get there first. Was going away from it was going away from um, Arnie McDermott and going towards Arnie Dyer, but a bit of a lack of control there by um, a lack of control there by Tulla Arnie O'Callaghan. So it's a line ball for Katie Hines, 40 metres out, for maybe less from the Tulla goal, and uh, she's making a little mound with the, the grass. She's ready, Katie's ready to strike it, and she'll be looking for, I suppose, one of the hickeys, or maybe somebody else, and it's going in, but it's going to be a Tullagirl first, and this was Sally, Sally uh, Anya Callahan, and Anya does very well to get the ball away, 
one of our first forays in the game. And it's caught by three. Jennifer Nichols, the very, very athletic Jennifer. Jennifer will run and run and run all day. A beautiful style of running also. Takes the ball behind the net again. Does she get the pass away? Takes the shot. The shot is high, but it's going to... No, it's a chance inside. Oh, and Lauren decides, oh, Lauren coolly lets it go. She knew exactly what she was doing. The ball was hopping wide. She looked like she was going for it. Didn't go for it, and it rolled wide. But uh, Andy McMahon is calling for something. Not quite sure. Is it, had he given advantage for a tap? No, the... Or the 60, is he looking at the 65? The umpire waved it 45. wide. The umpire waved yes, it, it wide. And, and uh, Andrew McMahon and thought, thought that Lauren touched it and went Lauren over 45. Because Lauren was so calm afterwards. It looked like she was quite cool that she hadn't given away. She didn't show any disgust with having touched it or anything. But no. anyway, Andy and maybe one umpire have decided it's a 65 for Tulla. Shalea Conlon, uh, somewhere to the left of the goals. 45, I should say. So, um, Make it chance, three for, three. A chance for Tulla to get three in a row. And, Tola, and she, she has done that, so it's uh, nine points to three. And I'd say maybe um, while Tola, Tola management will be very happy with the heart shown by their girls to fight back, but I'd say the Whitegate management is a bit concerned that maybe they've just killed out the intensity a little bit. Tola should clear this one again. It's in their own half back line. A wild hand that Katie Hines going more into the game. Shot drive from Katie. And, oh, what a grab! What a grab by Hickey. And that was 18 Hickey, was it? Mm -hmm. And then the result this time is not the same. It's wide, so. Uh, Tullip, he was happy with that. A bit of pressure put on her by Leah McInerney, who indeed, um, you know, had a very, very hard time early on, but must take credit for making sure that ball went wide by putting on really good legitimate pressure. Ball in the middle of the field again. And it's Molly Spazzy this time, is it Molly? No, it's not. It's Leave Quirk. Leave Quirk trying to clear it, but uh, under pressure there from a few Tullip people. And this time it is a, a free for Whitegate. And as I presume, I presume Susan Fahey will make her way over to this one, I think. Uh, Maybe she won't. She, is, she isn't there yet. Um, not sure where, where Susan is at this uh, stage. Leave is going to take this one. It is just outside the 65. It's very near the far sideline. Very close to the Tuller dugout. And Neve uh, surely will get this in towards the, the danger area. Does indeed. Gets it inside the just 20 meter line. Blocked inside on. Was caught. Scary Hines in possession. Tries to flick it across to, um, to Anna McDermott. But it's picked up by Tuller. Oh, it's power. Um, Lorna Power. And Lorna Power did well, first of all, to win the, the rock, and then the ball was overcarried by Arne McDermott. Uh, two extra, too many extra steps, trying to get out of the tackle, so it's a free out for Tulla, who have improved in the game. Nine points to three. We're heading for a half an hour just gone. I think we're about 30 seconds to, to um, injury time. Nine points to three in favour of Whitegate in this game, sponsored by this evening by Seneco of Whitegate, uh, making high-class components there for high-tech high-tech uh, companies. And a lovely catch by Sinead Conlon, drives away down the middle. Can Tully can, uh, get position? No. Trina Kelly gets a flick away there and ends up with Kira O'Leary. And Kira changes direction brilliantly to make sure she doesn't get blocked down the route and gets a little short clearance in. But it may be intercepted by Tully, not quite. And here's um, Sinead Conlon. Now those three frees have buoyed up Sinead a bit and she's getting more into it. And she has almost got, yes, she has got position again actually. Bursting through the tackle, but very, very good pressure from Whitegate there. And now it's uh, Molly Spazzy trying to get the ball up. But again, Tully working very, very, very hard. I mean, the margin of six points is very manageable. It looked terrible at, at nine, but it's only six now, and that's way better. And it's Greta Hickey, though. Greta Hickey bursting through the middle. She's covered 20, 30, maybe 40. She's covered almost 50 metres. Getting and a late tackle. And absolutely, yes, free has to be given. No, and he didn't give him free. I'm absolutely amazed. She seemed to be poleaxed. The game goes on. The ball has been cleared for Tulla. Well, you know, um, this will be an easy one for Michelle Dooley, all on her own, and decides to give it uh, to Lisa Donahue. Lisa Donahue gets it over the head of Katie Hines, so it's going to fall to Atulla. 
Tullegarl is Aoife Dooley who was a long strike in but she didn't look and there was nobody inside Valerie Hogan too far out and Valerie Hogan won't get it some much it's going to be <laughs> a slightly over enthusiastic clearance to the wing there from the defence and it's going to be a line ball for Tulla Andy McMahon is now going back and definitely Greta Hickey there I think they, they may, uh, was he unsighted because it had to be a free you would think so because she went straight through and, and you know she, re she released the ball and then she got she got a front and challenge, you know, straight into the chest and um, no free end of it. Now, Andy, I suppose he saw it different than we did. He saw it different than we did, and that's all we can say. And we have to also say referees are human and they're closer. And maybe what it looked like a free, maybe he just decided by the rules of the game, maybe it wasn't because he has done a fine job in the game so far. Uh, played in a very, very sporting spirit, it has to be said. Two teams just going at it, playing, playing hurling or playing camogie, if you like, and playing it in the right spirit. And uh, what looked like a hefty tackle there uh, hasn't been punished with a free in for quite yet. So why can't it say haven't scored for about 10 minutes? Tull have got three in the meantime. Sinead Conlon, all frees. They'd love to get a score from play. Sinead Conlon has a chance now to, to do something. I don't think she'll be thinking about pointing this sideline from 42 or 3 metres out. On the right-hand side here under the centre, it's 44 metres out. No, 43 metres out as well, or two anyway. Uh, is the flag in her way? No, she's going to strike it. It's pure, Jennifer Nicholas making her own, but the, it's a short sideline. And it's going to come to um, who is it going to come to the few players fighting for it? And Sinead, it's come back to Sinead's base right on the line. A great pick up from Sinead Collin under pressure from Katie Hines. Beautiful pick up indeed. And now she has found found her full her call forward. Her call forward Eva Laden. Eva Laden. Ground ball inside from um Ornamal Conroy on the ground, but Lauren Solin using all her experience and her skill there to be very, very cool. He pick it up safely and find her player. And Trina Kelly gets a short clearance away. Out, again, it's over the sideline, and maybe a little bit of sloppiness in Whitegate's play in the last 10 minutes, Davy, uh, in various parts of the field. Yeah, you know, Tolle have come into the game a bit more, they're putting a good bit more pressure on the Whitegate backs, and they're finding it more difficult to find our players. We, we found them very easy in the first 20 minutes, but you know, great credit to, to Tolle for, um, you know, for bringing the fight to Whitegate and not letting them get away with what they did for the first 20 minutes. And there will be a couple of more minutes, I suppose, with that injury to uh, that, that line ball from Ife Dooley doesn't travel very far at all. Katie Hines was all over the field today, doing very, very well to get a nice clearance down the field. Looking for Anya McDermott. Anya flicks it out nicely, and it's uh, a good ball in there from um, uh, Ashton Tracy. Ashton Tracy, top, it's the ball up to the top of the lift, where Susan Fahey is now in the inside line, it appears, fighting very hard with two defenders. Uh, Back there is um, Valerie, Ho or, uh, not Valerie Hogan, but uh, Sally Quillivan. Sally Quillivan does well, and the ball is going to be flicked out, and it's going to be the Tulla corner back. Um, I'm Amy McNamara gets her first real clearance of the game in and does well to get it out the field, but it's now in the 45 metre line. It's picked up by Lauren Tracy, or uh, uh, Ashling Tracy. Ashling Tracy gets blocked down very well by the defence, and uh, now it's picked outside. Can Katie Hines come on it? No, but it's pulled on. First time by Amy McNamara and herself, and Ashling Tracy having a good battle there. Actually, it's Tull is number 20, who is um, uh, Anya Callahan battling there, actually, over the sideline, and it's the line ball for Whitegate, about uh, 25 to 30 metres out, quickly and cleverly taken to Ashling Tracy. Katie Hines took a clever ball to Ashling Tracy, it's going inside, but it's blocked, inside by Lauren Power, Lauren Power, Lauren Power does well, and this time has conceded the free, which she needn't really have done, because she seemed to be in control of the situation, but as the ball spun away from her, she kind of chopped down, and it's another chance for Susan Fahey at nine points to three to make a double uh, figures for Whitegate, David. Uh, very clever play there now by Anya McDermott in the corner. She knew the foul was coming, so she just slowed down and the uh, cornerback just pushed her in the back. And you know, you would hope from the 21 metre free, Susan has been deadly so far from freeze. So we would hope that she would bring us the double scores. So 9 3. Uh, 
bit of a, a breather being taken by everybody, it seems. Oh, there's attention for uh, Sinead Conlon. Sinead Conlon, in fairness, has took, taken the fight to Whitegate in the last 15 minutes. Conlon had to get into it early on. Very few good runs, taken three great frees. I know she's getting a bit of attention, and it's a, a drink because it's an evening. Uh, when the old, uh, the old horse would hit, this, at the end was a really, really fabulous fine spell. And, uh, uh, you know, plenty of, plenty of pressure on girls out there today. It's a, it's a very, very important game, particularly for Tullet. They've got to give it everything. But White Gift would want to keep their 100% their, uh, impressive record too and top, and top, this, uh, and top this division and, uh, before, the, before the knockout stages come. So uh, White Gift, of course, also very, very experienced, having reached the final last year and maybe fighting for honours for the last few years at intermediate level. Would dearly love to go senior, I'm sure. And with the effort to put in, and indeed the amount of subs they have this evening as well, I think I counted maybe nine or ten subs in total, which is a very healthy situation to be in, David. It is, uh, you know, it is good. And I know last year we got beaten by three points in the final, but I'm going to refer to these two ladies as the Yumi Mummies. We were missing them last year because they, they gave, as the fellas said, they extended our family. Trina. And uh, Trina Kelly playing centre back, and Ashton Tracy wing forward, and they're a yeah. huge throw in for us this year. That's fantastic. And contrast to both girls, indeed, and what, 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 what two players to have back, as you say. And that three has been duly pointed by Susan Fahey. So 10 points to three in favour. The puck out again, in fairness to Lorraine, um, Laura, to Lorraine O'Loughlin, she's finding a taller player with every single puck out, and there have been lots of them. She's always found the taller player, and might be a little, little failing in the, in the half back, in the half forward line of Whitehead, that they haven't been putting pressure on that puck out, because every single time, as said, the Rayleigh Lachlan has found a Tulla girl and it has helped Tulla maybe to concede less than they have and set up a few attacks. And it's a free, or a line ball, sorry, for Tulla. That's going to be taken by Ordemol Conroy. Can only get under this one and beat the bunch of players because there's a, there's a, a posse of players, 10 yards from her. She's looking around to get a, a Limerick pass, and she does very well to get down the right hand side actually. And uh, Valerie Hogan will not win the race with Kira Lee. No, I'd say Kira Lee will win this race. Kira, very sound looking full back and lead, playing very well. And has won a, a free off Valerie. Valerie did follow her there, uh, even though Kira was under slight pressure facing her own goal. Quick free has been taken, but it's only goes to Ashley Conlon, the wrong player. It's actually it's broken instead to order the ball. Conrad, her can order. gives a very clever pass out to Jennifer Nichols. Jennifer, as I said, will make a run. She's going to, she's breaking through inside. Take on low to Lauren, but it's gone wide. And Jennifer maybe had a chance to tap over that one, but I think she had goal in her mind. She needed to carry it in further, um, or uh, David. She did, to, yeah, you need a very good shot now you know, to beat Lauren from that, that distance. distance yeah. But what she done right was, you know, she hit the body along the ground and just hit the side netting. So she yeah, was lucky that was wide anyway, yeah. But uh, as I said, probably wouldn't have beaten Lauren anyway. But as I said, Jennifer Nichols, a very, very promising young player and a beautiful, a beautiful action, just running forward at the ball. And the days will come when those scores will certainly be hitting the net or over the bar for her. She's only, I think, maybe 17 or 18. And uh, the ball has gone over, over the sideline. And again, it's another line ball. Katrina Aspel on this occasion couldn't get a clean clearance in under pressure from Ball Conroy. And indeed from uh, Aoife Dooley, I think. Aoife Dooley is playing various parts of the wing forward now, I would say. Aoife is another player they'd be pinning their hopes on for the future. And her, on her day is deadly, a deadly forward run the race level always. Brilliant to get scores. Katrina Kelly showing. Size is no option when you, have, when you have talent and when you have determination. She gets a clearance in and wins a good ball, and it's oh, and it's anyway, either way, uh, a failed pick up there by, by um, Ashton Tracy. It doesn't matter because the halftime whistle has been blown by Andy McMahon, and with a scoreline of 10 points to 3 in favour of Whitegate. Um, Davy, just sum up the first half in, in, in what has been pretty dominant enough performance of Whitegate. Well, it has, yeah. The first 20 minutes, Whitegate were very, very good. I mean, no mistakes. Tulla seemed to stand after them a small bit, give them lots of room. But then Tulla tightened up things, and you know, Sinead Callan has got 
three very good frees and <coughs> pointed to three of them and Tulla really brought the fight to Piket for the last 10 minutes of the first half. They have indeed and as I said uh, Claire has gone for a well-deserved break and I'm not sure if we have an interview. Yes, we will be having an interview so we'll, we'll, we'll keep chatting for the moment. Um, individual displays, I know you won't want to single out maybe the individuals of Whitegate, Davey, but if you do, if you want to, you can, of course. But maybe even, even individual players from Tuller that they have looked, looked like they're doing a lot for their team. Oh, yeah, as you said, the goalie has been very good in her puckouts. They're mm. very active a lot of the time in Camogie. A lot of games are lost by the goalies' puckouts. You know, when they don't cut the hand, but every single one of the puckouts that she has taken has went to a Tuller girl, and that gives you a launch pad for an attack. And especially in the last 10 minutes of the first half, that has been, you know, it has been very evident. I mean, you know, Anya Dynan at centre back has been playing, playing very well, and Sinead Conlon and uh, Eva Dooley. Even though we, we we nearly consider her half a more Shannon person, if we could only get <laughs> if we could only get Timmy back to more Shannon, we'd, we'd sign her up. But that's not going to happen. But you know, she's very good, and like Nicholas Carroll is very good as well. Yes. You know, they're all very lively forwards. They're all they have, and they're keeping the wicket backs on their toes. Absolutely. Thanks for that, David. We'll join us for the second half again. And now I'm very happy to be joined by. Um, Indeed, Claire Star and Tolle Star, unfortunately out through injury, but also now um, a media star in terms of uh, reporting for Scarafe Community Radio on Camogie Matches. Breedine Dynan, Breedine, first of all, thanks for joining us. No bother at all. Breedine, I suppose it was a hard, tough enough start for Tolle. They looked to go to be overrun by a very, very well trained Whitegate team, but you'd have to be happy with the way Tolle, in the last 10 minutes, dug in, defended well. Um, and, and got three good points from, from Sinead. Yeah, we were kind of were very slow to start. It was maybe nerves kind of kicked in for the girls. And we always know Whitegate are going to be a very tough team. So I told everyone was kind of apprehensive coming into it. Um, the girls will 100% be disappointed with how they started the match. To let them get six points to nothing up um, kind of straight away was really disappointing yeah. to the girls. Um, and I know the lads are going to be down there and they're going to stick it to them now <coughs> for the second half to just show um, what we're really about in Tala like and just to get out there and especially in Tala like to perform and play as best as we can because 100% that first half is not the girls best and I think they know that as well themselves. Yeah, it seems they're standing off a bit white gated little bit in the first 10 or 15 minutes there, maybe showing them too respect as you said, too much respect. But I have to give credit, one of the aspects, a great aspects of the game was despite the amount of puck outs uh, that um, Lorraine Lockland, she has actually found her own player every single puck out in the half back yeah. was. Uh, Anya, or whether it was one of the other players, amazingly accurate for Coutts and it's helped Tull a good bit. Yeah, 100%. Like Lorraine has been a massive asset to come back to us this year. I think it's just her experience. She can pick out players anywhere in the field, and her puck outs are usually um, accurate. And fairness to her, you have to say, every evening she's low training and she's with one of the lads and she's picking them out nine times out of ten and it's really proven out there now in the first half. Um, it's just hopefully that if we can break the Whitegate's half-back line now in the second half that the scores will start flowing for us because we know exactly what the girls are capable of and three points in the first half just isn't them and I think they know that as well themselves. And a couple of good young players there I've been hearing a good bit about because I, 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 I know Jennifer's mum works up our way in Flagmont School. Yeah. Jennifer Nicholas and Aoife Dooley, two very talented players coming up for you. We're very, oh. very young still but a lot expected of them, but they, they're delivering. Yeah, hugely. Like Aoife Dooley and Jennifer, I think they've taken so much of the weight off everyone else this year. Like they've really risen to it. Like they're so young, like they were both playing county minor this year. And it really proves to the training that they were doing in the county setup because they're absolutely flying it out there as well. And it's just hopefully if we can get them on the ball, maybe isolated a bit more, that they'll really show it like to wipe it now in the second half. And that's what we'll be looking forward to now shortly, um, reading. Um, 
How's your own injury? How, how, have you, is, it, is it fairly long term all the um, time? Are you, are you, no, are you working I'm, on I'm it? I'm hoping to see a bit of action this year. So hopefully oh, I won't great. be commentating for too much longer. <laughs> I'll be going into early retirement, I hope, anyways. Oh, so. no, you'll be wanting for commentary and more control <laughs> than playing. Don't worry, we'll be asking you because you, you have a natural flair for it, Breedine. Well, listen, uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again maybe for a few minutes after the game is over. Perfect. So no enjoy the second half and Perfect. we'll talk to you shortly. Lovely. Thanks, Thanks William. William. No bother. And welcome back to Dr. Daly Park in Tulla for the second half of this intermediate, very important intermediate, uh, Camogie Championship match between uh, Tulla, the hosts here in Tulla, and Whitegate. Whitegate, though, uh, are, are, are acting as very, very uh, unwelcome guests in that they're winning the game by 10 points to 3 in a game played in a very good spirit. Great start by Whitegate, who dominated completely. Uh, great to keep with the ball now again, starting to dominate the first half, the second half in the same way as it did start the first half. But Audie Dyne, who's played very, very well for Tulla all evening, is down there and she looks like she might win this battle with Susan Fahey. Susan has also been playing superbly and got some fabulous frees for Tulla, for uh, Whitegate. And Susan, indeed, is fighting for that ball. It was a great battle down there. A little bit of a dive from Susan, and she, <laughs> in fairness, she made the very most of the, of the tackle in that uh, the dive was spectacular, but I presume it was a free in David. You would say so, you know, she's been very tightly marked. She's moved in corner forward and, and Greathurst came out centre forward. But uh, Tulla have brought a uh, centre back and the centre forward back to Mark Susan. That'll just give you an idea of how, how dangerous she is and the respect that Tulla show for her that they're putting probably two of their best Camogie players on her just to try and quell her influence on the game. Absolutely. So Susan, class, Susan uh, is a class, class act. Uh, on the Camogie pitch, and she just takes the speed to the left, 20 metres out, strikes it beautifully, about four feet over the bar, just what you need, no variation, uh, straight over the bar, and it's now 11 uh, 3. But Tullet, uh, to their credit, did fight back in the second half, especially in the last 10 minutes straight. Conlon probably the leader, oh, and the the centre back, also doing very well. A couple of good runs from Jennifer Nicholas, but uh, Sinead Conlon getting a few great, three great feats from about 45 metres, and uh, brought Tullet somewhat back into it. But now again, the margin is eight points, and Tullet will need to get the next couple of scores, but it's, it's, um, it's uh, Ashling Tracy getting the ball in there, and it's great. Is it Gretchen Hickey as well? Gretchen Hickey. Yep. Or Aideen Hickey, Aideen who's caused a fair bit of trouble in the in defence. A lovely ball for her sister, Greta, off the left hand side, and that's a Hickey score. Beautifully uh, won by Aideen in the corner, came across, found Greta, but a good uh, hurley pass, and a fabulous strike over the bar. So 12 uh, 3, and uh, I'm sure 12 uh, girls will have been spoken to, and maybe Breeding referred to them, given too much respect, maybe too white kit early on, uh, and will have been spoken to about driving into the second half. But in fact, it's the other way around, and Neve Quirk drives forward to win that ball for Whitegate. And Whitegate again completely seemed to be in command early on as uh, a, a tussle down here. Uh, oh, two players, uh, Michelle Dooley, uh, in a tussle there, but it's going to be won by Ashling Tracy, I think. Ashling, good ground ball in. This could be a good forwards ball again. And Tulla uh, have a sweeper back there, as you said, watching watching that. Um, but it's Aidy Hickey once more, and Aidy Hickey has just in the first half again. Almost a carbon copy, Davy. Two or maybe three lovely points turned over in the first four minutes. Yeah, there are two great points scored, one by Greta and one by Aideen, they're two great points. Yeah, those we're, two girls. We're missing Aiden. we don't hear him, I don't think he's here today. Normally, we'd, um, <laughs> you could nearly hear him in Mount Shannon. You'd hear him in Mount Shannon. Um, it might be the acoustics here understand are good, maybe we won't hear as much as we used to. But uh, it's, uh, it's quite completely dominant now in the second half so far, as at a few minutes in, uh, four minutes in. and. Uh, Again, it's Tulla, or quite get using a bit of ground hurling there. Um, Katie Hines getting a nice ground ball, and indeed Tulla do the same thing. Aoife Layden gets the ground ball up the field, but picked up and cleared away by Trina Kelly. Not on the ground, but a lovely flick into her hand and gets it 6 to 40 metres down, 50 metres down the pitch. And away goes Susan Fahey. Susan Fahey's been chased down and pulled down 
and pull it down. No free, and no free. And no free against. Well, between Susan and Greg Hickey, there have been two kind of pull-downs, or two clashes, as they ran through threateningly, and Andy, for some reason, hasn't given freeze. Now, um, we're a long way from that one, but I think we're not so far off of it that we wouldn't know it was a free-in for Susan Clyde, but not given. So it's Tulla, this time it's Tulla making a breakthrough. It's Katie Clune. Katie Clune bursting through the middle of the field. She's really got about 50 yards with this one. Can she throw it over the bar? And she can. That's a really, really good score from Katie Clune. Um, no, no, in fairness, 100% credit to Katie Clune for that pick-up, run and score, but the ball should not have been down there at all, David. That was a fantastic score. She won the ball very well. and. Oh, beat, beat Neve Kirk, heads up, and uh, great score on the run over the bell. 13-4 in favour of Whitegate and Tully need a lot more great scores like that. They probably need a green flag or two in this game to be close up with, uh, with, with minutes to go. But good defending there, good defending there by uh, um, Kira Goland, actually, who does a player we haven't heard that much of, has been doing very well there. Oh, up to the couple of Oh, yeah, um, great hickey, a fantastic flick over the head there, she's about 40 metres, she's going to tap this over off her right hand side and does make it off her right hand side, she probably, she probably can strike it 90 off her left, probably a little bit shorter off her right, but I'll tell you one thing, on the run that was a lovely point David. It was, yeah, you know, to flick it over the, the wing back coming out to meet her and then connect it on the far side. On the line, this time is being covered for the puck out, or at least they're trying to cover her and uh, Lorraine uh, O'Loughlin goes long and this, you see there's any bad dividend for Tulla here in the long puck out, the short ones. But, but the only thing they were really working in the first half for Tulla were the puck outs, as we've said a few times. Every time they won them because they were pinpoint accuracy from Lorraine at Oxley, but it's Mike Kitty yet again. And a lovely, lovely ball coming in there from the left wing, but it's going to be into the hands of Lorraine. Same Lorraine Lachlan. And this time now Lorraine has decided enough with the placing. Oh, we're going long. Oh, but it's straight into the hand of Susan Fahey. And the 31 result from 45 metres out, left hand side. Susan, did, she caught her almost like a baseball player there. She so stuck to her hand immediately as she reached up and planted it over the bar. Beautiful score from Susan Fahey. And uh, David, you'll soon be tired of describing these lovely points from, from Whitegate. But uh, we'll follow the play this time. And it's Ashton Tracy, or Ashton Tracy again. Very much involved in the game. A trip there, this time on the Tullock. Spotted this time. Tullock cornerback, Michelle, Michelle Dooley. Uh, who, or, uh, sorry, not Michelle Dooley. Tullock back, Amy McNamara. Uh, was fouled there, it seems, by... Um, by Aideen, uh, uh, not by, uh, by Anna McDermott. Uh, a trip, I'd say an accidental trip it was, but I suppose in fairness to um, Amy McNabb was flying out for the ball, first of the ball, and got knocked over by a trip, so three out, accidental or not. And Tulla will need every break they can get, so this is inside the 45. It's going to be, um, it's going to be um, Adi Dynan to take the free from her well inside her own half, and let's see, can Tulla mount uh, a promising attack from this. Gets it up and lifted, and she drives about 650 metres down the field, looking for, uh, and it's gone just out over the side. Now, front Greta Hickey, we tried to control, it wasn't able, so it's a line ball for Tulla, and this time it is inside the Tulla half, or well inside the Whitecat half. What uh, can, this time, what can um, Aoife Dooley do with it? Aoife places it a second time, she's trying to take a fast one. Aoife does a nice little cut inside, actually, looking for, looking for Neil Collin instead, and a bit of a clash there, it looked like Sinead Collin might have been. Victim have a little bit of a pool there, but I tell you, he's letting a bit go. Is Andy there? And uh, this time it's Trina Kelly, and no better woman than Trina to tidy up the situation and drive it off her left down inside, looking for looking for no who else inside, only the young Hickey. And that is Aideen this time, and Aideen Hickey's got inside her girl, he's got inside Leah, she's bursting aside, just turned off her left, will bury it, and does eventually oh, yeah. the hard way. She, it was a great, great effort to save Lorraine O'Loughlin, got her early to it. Uh, very unlucky that she didn't save, but in fairness, Aideen Hickey, there was no way she was going to miss that, David. No, no, it was a great hook by the by the fullback in, in, initially, yeah. and then when it went on the ground, in Aideen pulled in it, which is the right thing to do. And the goalie very, you know, got a touch to it and just went into the 
Corner in it. So first goal of the game, one fifteen for for Whitegate, four points for Tulla, and uh, you know we'll all be hoping this doesn't get ugly. Well, Davy Mighton, being a, a, a pro Whitegate man, wants to see him win as much as they can. But as well for neutrals and everybody else, Tulla people, as we are, yeah, six and a half minutes into the second half, and Tulla with another shot, Susan with another shot, and Susan Fahey this time, believe it or not, humanly puts it wide, but uh, she has got some great ones already. So no fault to uh, Susan Fahey there. But we're just saying that. Um, Tulla just need to get a couple of scores on the board and shore up the back a bit. They have to do stuff, but just, I think Mike um, have too many, too many, too many um, points to the arrow there. They have the two hickeys and Susan in particular scoring for fun, David. They have, yeah, and like really and truly, it was Tulla needed that goal and not Mike yeah. and that goal now could, you know, could see the end of the of the Tulla challenge. But no, and Tulla they'll come back and they'll keep fighting to the bitter end. But Mike just seem to have a little bit. Too much firepower in, in Susan Fahey and the two hickeys yeah. are playing uh, very well. 14 point margin is a mountain to climb for Tulla. And uh, as I said, they're missing another player. There was a young Ava McInerney, is another young player, like I mentioned, I think she's out with, she's out with illness at the moment. Ava's another one of that generation with, with uh, Jennifer Nicholas and, and uh, Aoife Dooley, who would be probably fighting for her place here and getting involved. But uh, Tulla, Jennifer Nicholas, uh, speaking of Jennifer, again, she goes on one of those lovely runs again. She's carried it at least 40 yards, gets a great little ball across. It's a fabulous, well spotted pass to. Um, the corner forward, the corner forward is Aoife Layden. Aoife doesn't get much distance into it, so it's now it's just outside the 20 meter line. And there's a melee of players there. Can Tolo win it? Yes, they can. It's won. Uh, and this time it's won by Sinead. Sinead Conlon did very well to win that. And that is a top quality score for Sinead Conlon. Won it in a tough row. Made her space and put it over the bar. Great score. An unbelievable score. She, she, she rose it, she won it. She made the space, didn't get a lot of space, shot from the grip and straight over the bar. Well, yet again, we picked out Jennifer Nicholas, made a fantastic run and the most intelligent pass across to, to, uh, to the, the, the uh, Aoife Layden, I think, to us, who wasn't able to set up the score immediately, but the score emanated from that move. And well blocked down again by Tulla, and it's a free one, a good free one there by fullback. The fullback is Lorna Power. Lorna Power, uh, impressive enough at fullback in her own way, up against a top, one of the count, the top powers in uh, Great Aiki. It looks like uh, Lorna is now playing much further out the field. We'll examine, quite get her playing with a kind of a, yeah, it looks like Lorna is looking out centre back, the centre back area. And we'll see Zonia Dining on back, or what's the story? Maybe she is. Anyway, Lorna strikes from her own 65, drives it up towards the 20 metre line. Eva Dooley tries to control it, but instead it's crossed to Sinead Conlon. And again, Sinead Conlon showing her class. And I suppose the class players, the class players do, do come through in these games, don't they, don't they uh, David? Oh, yeah, great ball by Lorna Power. I'd love to trace her history and see if she entered into the mighty Jim Power that graced this field in the 70s and 80s. But it was a great ball in by her from the free and just bounced in front of uh, Sinead Conlon. Just snapped in and straight over the bar. Great score for Tola. Don't know if she's a daughter of Jim's or Tony's or either, but we'll find out that as soon as we can. Uh, in a, and again, in a game sponsored by Seneco of Whitegate, uh, maker of ver manufacturer of very, very high quality components for the top, top uh, companies indeed. And uh, a great company out there to have in East Clare and we thank them for their sponsoring our game today. But, uh, and also, of course, out there in Whitegate is the fact that they, they will be very happy, I'm sure, with the 115 to 6 point scoreline. Tola again, you know, to their credit, they do, they do fight back and it's. Um, it's Hawley Dining with a free from her own 65 over at the far side in front of the Whitegate dugout. She will get this ball into the, the bunch of forwards inside and see can they make anything happen. And uh, they're looking for Aoife, Aoife Dooley, who um, Davies claiming is a half Whitegate woman, but she, the moment she's playing with Tull anyway, and that looks like how to stay. And it's uh, Whitegate going to win this race to the ball. And uh, a good a half hook there on the, on the Whitegate defender as she cleared it. But it's. Uh, Ashley Tracy. Ashley Tracy is a very, very good player, and um, she gets the ball up the field. 
and this time Tulla looked like they might win it, but uh, good pressure on there. And it's Lauren the Power, Lauren the Power certainly has come out and certainly is quite an effective defender. This may beat everybody to the sideline and does, but Lauren is shoring up that half back line and uh, doesn't look like a girl that would let you any people run through the middle there either, um, Davey, if she, if she was in the way. Lauren and Stephen are really, really hard the back and forwards are playing very, very well. And it uh, looks like Whitegate are taking the Limerick style uh, line balls, not trying to cut them high, but placing them to a player and you know, something it makes a lot more sense. And it's a Willie Work move all the way up to, all the way up to uh, Anna McNamara coming from the right hand side. Can she flick it over the bar? No, she's put it out wide on her own side. She'd be disappointed with that one. She maybe a cross was on to Aideen Hickey, already to Great Hickey, but uh, no, to Aideen Hickey actually. And uh, she might be disappointed with that finish to Davy, but uh, you know, that was the. Every forward has, has, has an occasion or two in a game they're disappointed with their finish effort. But uh, that was a wide for Whitegate and Tolle will be very relieved as, as Anya Dynan has gone down. One player has been standing up, men, womanfully I suppose we'd have to say in this game, to, uh, to the Whitegate onslaught and uh, Whitegate won't want her injured in any shape or form. Or, uh, Tolle, sorry I should say, say won't want her injured in any shape or form. Anya Dynan getting attention. So um, 115 to 6. Uh, again, a blistering second half start for Whitegate. Uh, as in the first, they do start the halves well. But uh, Tulla have come back into it some little bit. Yeah, yeah, they, Tulla have got the last two scores and two very good scores. Anya that time, you know, she won the ball well. It was a great ball in by, by Ashling Tracy into her, I suppose. You know, she probably done the right thing to try and take the score because um, the last day down in Whitehead, she was very good. She scored two goals and made three or four points. So, you know, she's well capable of putting balls like that over the bar. So she was well entitled to go for yeah. that score. Ashling Tracy is involved in a lot of good work uh, Whitehead are doing in terms of just Around the middle toward winning ball and driving it in where it should go. And uh, what Tully doing with to clear this one. And away goes Jen is Jennifer Nicholas once again. No, it's not actually. It's um, it's a Kira, Go Kira Golan this time. Kira Golan does very well to get the ball out and is driven down the field. And uh, up goes Sinead Conlon, doesn't get this one, so it's inside. And it's Kira Kira O'Leary uh, uh, involved there, but uh, didn't get that one away. There's a, uh, a posse around it now. <laughs> A bit of a flick there as well on that Tulla sub. The Tulla sub is uh, Avian Rochford that's coming for Tulla. We'll see who came off in a minute, but Avian Rochford certainly is in there. And uh, now it's Aoife Dooley. Aoife Dooley with a chance maybe to make a little break from the left-hand side, but she's shepherded out to the sideline. Decides to get a great ball in too. Jennifer Nichols, but it's flicked up. A brilliant flick away there by the defender. And it's uh, um, it was uh, Leanna Spazzi. Leanna Spazzi did so well there to cut out a dangerous ball for Aoife Dooley, and now it's up in the uh, Tulla half-back level. It's going to be picked up by the Tulla defence, and it's gone out to um, Michelle Dooley, who drives away down the field. So Tulla in the attack again. Sinead Conlon is trying to win this one, but she's under severe pressure. Well, uh, from severe pressure from Katrina Aspel. There have been tougher tackles in this, in this game, not pulled. Uh, tougher tackles than that, than that one, Danny, or, uh, David. Uh, Katrina Aspel is very tough, like she's she's uh, an niece of Anthony Daly's. That's right. So she's uh, she's a great bit of stuff, and she gives everything she has. There wasn't a whole lot wrong with that flick, but I suppose it was a, a, the flick that made contact with the body, and I suppose you know in that situation it's a free. And uh, but there have been one or two tough tackles that haven't been pulled, shall we say? The free uh, unerringly put over the bar by Sinead Conlon, and that's a really really impressive display by Sinead Conlon. And in, in freeze and play, she's she certainly is laying down the gauntlet to Whitegate. Uh, for the Tulla, a real leader for Tulla today, and uh, they do need her. They would need three or four more like her, but uh, you know, there aren't that many players of that quality around, so uh, they'll certainly make do with what they have. And the young players coming up will be learning. And it's Lana Spazzi again getting involved. Oh, lovely little second thought there before she gets hooked. Elisha was going to be hooked, took an extra step, cleverly got, got the ball away. And it's uh, Arnie McDermott fighting for, but it's uh, Greta Hickey this time. And Greta Hickey has won a legitimate free this time, 
uh, on the right hand side, a few yards in from the sideline, put 25 metres out, and this will be a chance for Susan Fahey, I presume. Um, is she making her way? Indeed, uh, she is making her way over. And uh, I haven't seen who's gone off for Tully yet, but uh, we, will, we, will, we will check it as soon as we can. The main thing is that uh, Avian Rochford has made an appearance for Tulla, and uh, she'll be looking to get her nine minute score sheet at 115 to 7 points. And we are um, not sure how far into the game we are at this. We'll check it out. 115 to 7, 14, just half midway through the second half, actually. 115 to 7 points in a game and in a, um, in a commentary sponsored by Seneca of Whitegate uh, and caught. Court Keenan actually. He's come on. He's come on for Whitegate. Okay, no, Court Keenan has, has, has come in for Whitegate as well. So the two 16s are in, I think. Or is it, is it Court Keenan I'm looking at? Mistaken. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose Whitegate can afford at this stage probably with a 115 to 7 point margin. Maybe to try out a few a few panellists. And uh, good work there. Good work there by um, Lana Spazzi to get the ball away. And she finds. Uh, Neve Quirk, Neve Quirk with a low ball in, but it's going to be cut out by Arnie Dynan, or is it? Yeah, the, the fence who's in fact in there looking very dangerous. And now it's Avian Hickey trying to get there, but uh, Arnie Dynan, uh, Avian had no hurley, so Arnie Dynan was always going to win that. And now it's, uh, it's um, Lee McInerney, gets the ball away and it's cleared out to the midfield for uh, Tulla. And it's that breaks nicely to the Tulla girl. Can she get away with it? No, not really. But white girls there fighting her right in the middle of the field now. No one able to to get down on this at the moment. The ball is going flicking over and back between a number of players. Um, Katie Clune is in there for Tulla and she did very, very well. And Katie Clune has flown away. She's gone 60 metres. What a run by Katie Clune down the right side. Can she finish it? Well blocked down by Trina Kelly. All the experience of Trina Kelly has come into play there. A brilliant, brilliant block down, but a fabulous run by Katie Clune for Tulla. Uh, Katie has been quiet in this game, right? I don't think she showed a clean pair of heels to the Whitegate defence there and uh, showed that uh, this girl has plenty of ability, just needs a little bit of more confidence to get involved in the game. And Tulla have won a free in there. A uh, little pull across uh, in the half forward line, and it's going to be a free in uh, for Tulla. It'll definitely be uh, Sinead Conlon who's already standing, oh, standing with the ball in her hand. It's about 30 metres out, it's slightly to the right, and if Sinead can keep up her form, this will end up over the black spot uh, at 115 to 7. She should be able to make that 115 to 8. Ooh, it's actually just a crossbar height. and saved inside by, by Lauren Solon and locked out. I throw the touch to crossbars, but certainly Lauren made contact anyway, I'm certain. And he's cleared out to the cornerback, cornerback's position and cleared away, but it's only to Aoife Dooley. Aoife's oh, 25 metres out, can she put it over? Yes, she can, that's a lovely, lovely score from Aoife Dooley. First chance didn't go over, when Aoife Dooley finished it, and uh, I suppose that just goes to show, when we don't place clearances, like in the old days we used to drive it like she did, nowadays people have to place a clearance to a fellow player, and that wasn't done, and uh, uh, Whitegate played a small price. It was very well controlled by Aoife when he came out, it was like it just stuck to her hurley and put it straight over the bar. Yeah, lovely score from Aoife Dooley, 115 to 8 points. And we have to credit Tulla, that despite the fact that they look like being overrun, uh, both periods of the first 10 minutes of the game, uh, of each half I should say, they have kind of recovered to fight back. And uh, at the moment, there's an injury to Tulla. Is it the full-back? I'm not sure, no, it's not the full-back. Uh, is it on? I'm not sure who's down, we'll have to check. We'll see, it's not, no, it's not the defenders. It's extension from Neve Kirk. Neve Kirk is cramp. helping her to scramp, yeah. And fair play to Neve. Uh, very sportingly giving help there to Aoife Dooley actually yeah. and uh, very sporting of Neve to assist her fellow player even though it's the opposition to get over that cramp and get the stretch in all done and uh, that must be that old Whitegate Mount Shannon uh, 
good relations there with the, with the girl whose, whose dad is from obviously the, the White Kid Parish down there in Mount Shannon. But uh, Aoife's up and okay. Leif Kirk is now chasing around the place, making sure she doesn't get any more favours. And we're ready to re restart with a white line ball for Tulla to be taken by Lord of Power right on the White Kid 65, front of the stand. And a nice contact from Lorna, but it's going to go straight to. Oops, that's through. It's gone through, but it's going to be picked up inside by number 16, who is, um, as you said, Katie uh, Keenan, or Cart Keenan. Cart, oh, nearly a free given away there, but uh, not by Tully, but not, not given. So the ball goes down and it's picked up. And it's uh, Reddy Hickey. Reddy Hickey has gone through the 65, gets a good ball off for Hurley across the field. Two girls watching Susan, and uh, Susan had no hope of getting that one because there was two defenders there, and the free out has been won by one of them. And uh, Lorna Power is the free out to take a great work there by Arnie Dynan. Once again, Arnie Dynan certainly has been another player to stand up. Katie Power, Arnie Dynan, and as well Sinead, Sinead uh, um, Conlon have really stood up for Tola, been physical and been, and also shown plenty of class in trying to. And what a catch inside, inside by Aoife uh, Dool. Aoife Dool is a really skillful player. She's driven a good ball across, dealt with inside, but it's going to be uh, Jennifer Nicholas fighting here with her player, and in there fighting is. is uh, is uh, Sinead, Sinead Conlon and a shot goes in from, and a, not a good enough shot from uh, um, Katie, uh, not from Katie Clune, but yes, Katie Clune actually. And uh, oh. in fairness to Katie, she's getting involved in the game, and now it's uh, Tolle again in position, and this time Sally, Sally Quinlan, Sally Quinlan though finding it hard to strike, great pressure from Susan Fay, but gets a good ground shot up, towards number 17 for Tolle, who's Grace Curry. So Grace Curry is the deuced uh, entry into the game. Grace is fighting over there for the ball, and I suppose Tolle might as well, or Tolle might as well use their bench as well. Uh, the margin is fairly wide. They're hitting into the last 10 minutes of the game, and uh, they might as well use their bench and give them experience. There are other important games to come in this championship. But uh, it's quite getting position again. Trina Kelly is calm and cool as the like. She's been very, very impressive at centre-back, as you would expect where she's got. And this time she's got the ball to Lana Spazzi, who have impressed me greatly as a busy player, but since she got locked down, very often we praise the player. Uh, something goes slightly wrong, but Trina Kelly again drives it down the field. And this time it's uh, going to be won by Zatulla. There's two girls. There's, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great fighting for the ball here. Great battling going on by a bunch of players. And it could be any player could win this. Loads of players in fighting for it. Um, Certainly, uh, Avian Rochford is in there, Michelle Dooley, um, and after, yes, but also uh, Ashton Tracy is in there. She's got up again and she's joined the battle and it's in the one spot for the last 30 seconds. And finally, uh, Andy says there's a free to uh, Whitegate. I'm uh, not sure what it's for, but it's in their own 65 metre line. As if the ball didn't move a year there for about 30 seconds, we were naming names, but there was nothing really happening. But uh, free has been taken, and now we're in a different top of the right for Tulla. It's, it's uh, Aideen Hickey going for it. Gets the big up nearly, but in fairness to Tulla, defended very, very well. And a good bit of work there inside by cornerback Lee McNerney. Lee, who's been under the caution between Aideen, but does very, very well to win that and get Lorna Power gets the clearance away. So Leah McNerney putting in her, her bit there in defence, her bit of, her bit of a, a shift in defence for, for, uh, for Tulla. Now the ball has been cut out and it goes, goes to Cart Keenan. Cart Keenan with the ball in her hand. Cart Keenan looks a useful player. Um, maybe we'll find out more about her afterwards, maybe. And the um, ball's been cleared by Tulla. A lovely, lovely, lovely first time pull there by After Hurley by, um, Eve, uh, by um, Jennifer Nicholas. But the ball is going to be cleared again from Tulla. So the game, the ball's got up and down. Maybe a little bit more aimless in the play both as they tire. However, Eva Dooley takes a long race shot into Lorne. Lorne, as usual, first class control, no panic and gets the ball away, 45 metres out to her cornerback. Her cornerback was uh, Amy McNamara. Amy's control wasn't maybe perfect, and the ball has been half cleared, semi-cleared, but it's going to be picked up by um, 
by uh, Aidan Rochford for Tulla, who's all. So the two 16s in, in both sides making a big effort to make a mark in the game. Aidan Rochford and uh, Cart Keenan. Yeah, Cart Keenan is only just back from San Diego. She was out there for the, for the summer, so she's kind of fighting for her place on, on the Viking team. So, you know, she came on there instead of Lisa Dunham. So it's a good thing to have the likes of Kate back. A good thing to have indeed is the free for Tulla, 47 metres out for Sinead Collin, the way she's been striking them, you'd expect this to go over. We're 26, 22 minutes, 22 and a half minutes into the second half of this game. It's 1.15 for Tulla, it's eight points for, uh, it's now nine points for, um, 1.15 for Whitegate, nine points for Tulla. In a commentary brought to you by Seneco of Whitegate. Uh, brought to you also in association with Dirk Credit Union, outside broadcast by Michael Long Construction. I'm joined in commentary by, as uh, analyst, Davy Solon, who is uh, very, very helpful here in terms of identifying um, Whitegate subs that I'm not sure of, and uh, also analysing the game. And there's two other Whitegate subs, 26, 23, whether they're ready to come in or just maybe helping with drinks. I'm not sure, but we'll see, we'll see it goes on. Yeah, it's, it says the water for the moment. And there's a, there's a bit of the uh, Katrina Aps Absol there, the um, cornerback for uh, Whitegate, getting a bit of a uh, cramp as well, so uh, getting attention there. And I see another Tullis player stretching as well. And I suppose we're at the stage of the game now where those little aches and pains uh, come into it. Jason, there's another change I see. Yeah, 13, uh, Amy Anna McDermott is going off and she's being replaced by Orla Burke, is it? Yeah. Orla Burke, and we'll get to see Orla Burke is in. Uh, so another another one to note down there. Uh, Morby, Salen must be playing cornerback, but she was another lady that travelled for the summer, so she's only just back. I think she was in Australia for the summer. Yeah, and of course players deserve their chance, young people deserve their chance to get around the world because uh, they've had a hard time with COVID and a very limited time, so can't blame any player for taking that chance, but when they come back then, they'll throw the lot of them at the club again, it's exactly how the, how the ship runs. Ball's in the middle of the field, it's actually a column was trying to make a breakthrough, but it's going to be, it's going to be, um, Anna McDermott's still there actually. Well, she'd have to come uh, out midfield, yeah. I uh, thought she had gone, but she hadn't, she was going to come out midfield, but uh, Amy McNair for Tulla does well but it's going to be picked up by Aideen Hickey. This time for once, Aideen is tackled well and the ball is clean, cleanly and got away from her, but free on Lana, Lana Spazzi, uh, flick across Lana Spazzi there, uh, deserve free for her in the middle of the field. For, and Susan Nahi ambles her way out, and uh, I suppose with the scoreline at 1.15 to 9 points, there's nobody in any great hurry to either add to the scoreline or to, in fact, take away for 24 and a half minutes gone. We're heading into the dying moments of the game, and uh, a free for Susan, Susan Fahey, who has been very, very impressive from frees and indeed at times from play as well, although she has been fairly well marshalled by a double, a double marking in the second half. So she's 60, 68 or 9, maybe 70 metres out, slightly to the right, beautiful clean strike. It's going to drop short though, very, very oh. dangerous ball going in and brilliantly blocked out by Lorraine inside. Lorraine, uh, um, Lorraine Lachlan gets the ball out, down to the side. But uh, Tull is still in position, it's taking an Audi Dynan, who has been, uh, not on a Dynan, but um, Liam McNerney, who's been uh, coming into the game more and more as it goes on. This time it's her, her nemesis, Aideen gets the ball across, but the ball is into Audi Dynan, this time who clears it away. And uh, out, almost Susan Sahi almost gets there, but doesn't. And 17 for Tulla, uh, 17 for uh, Grace Corrie for Tulla, tries to get there, and it's gone way down the right wing. But Trina Kelly was the first to read it, using all that experience again. You don't have to be the fastest, even though she is fast. You've got to take that first step, and she took a step before anybody else saw it happening, because she could read what was going on, and use an experience. And a good free out one there by uh, Katrina Aspel. Katrina Aspel, uh, very tough, but also a very, very clever cornerback. Does the right things most of the time, and. Uh, very impressive, as well as all the other players we've named. 
Oh, she's uh, the full back line for Mike is very strong, especially Kira O'Leary. Any match she's yeah. played this, you know, she's been very, very strong. Kira O'Leary is very, very impressive also. Uh, up against a, a, a strong player in Valerie Hogan Laura as well. Not indeed. allowed to take the free with the goal. He's holding sheet to swap Kira O'Leary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the referee spotted her coming out with so the goalies Lauren, early. Lauren gets a, a really good strike way down the field and it's blocked out brilliantly by, by a taller defender but it's come to only start Lana Spazzi. Lana Spazzi gets the ball to the sub, isn't it? Greta. Is no, it Greta Hogan actually, sorry. Was, and Greta has gone down injured again and this is bad news. Is it a, is it a pull? But anyway, Clay goes on, Aideen Hickey has, this, has the ball and Aideen Hickey just taps it nonchalantly as she does over the bar without a bother, swung around to her left side but Greta has gone down a bit and looking for a bit of attention. And now we're looking for another white gate sub coming in, and again, it's uh, going off, seems to be Susan, Susan is it? Yeah. Susan Fahey, but at this stage, Susan has her job done, and the sub will get a number in a moment, and David will identify the player shortly, but it's the brilliant uh, Susan Fahey has been replaced for, for white gate, with only minutes left in the game. Michelle, um, Amy McNamara for Tulla, involved in this kind of way, and it's gone to the hands of Sinead, Colin and Sinead. Colin is going to drop in, but it's going to drop wide, doesn't trouble. Lauren Solon in the least, drops wide at 26, almost 27 minutes gone. And a uh, slight little issue with light now, there is plenty of light still, but if, the, if this game happened to need extra time, which it won't, um, certainly light would be an issue, and presumably they'd be, I'm not sure if the lights work here or not at the moment. It's not an issue for the moment, for, for now, this evening, there's only a few minutes to go. But, um, Four minutes ago. A brilliant catch by Aoife Dooley, who showed really nice skills in this game. I said that the, the two, the couple of very young players they have, very, very promising indeed, herself and Jennifer Nicholas. But uh, some very experienced players on both sides have played also very well this evening. And here is one of them there for Aoife Layden for Tulla, but she can't get through. Good defending again, as usual, by Michelle Dooley and the others in there. And indeed, um, Leif Quirk also. Ball now is in the melee, and it's Fikert bringing out three in a Kelly yet again. But this time, three and only finds Keith. Adulia always finds to find very good positions. And uh, in the right place, she's tried to find Sinead Conlon, but missed Sinead with the pass over he did. So, but Aoife Dooley looking very, very impressive at times. Three and a Kelly now, this time taking on the, the younger the younger player. Gets the ball out to Lana Spazzi, who's been, for me, very, very good. Her strike isn't great, but it's going to go over. No, it's not. It's held in. Held in by uh, Greta Hickey, who seems to have recovered. And now it's Jennifer, Jennifer. Oh, lovely spin from Jennifer. And a hand pass. It goes. It ends up with Aoife Dooley. Can we get a score from this? If Tully gets a score from this, they deserve it, but it's not. It's tailed to the left and wide. But again, Jennifer uh, Nicholas just showing a lovely spin and, and, and vision there to find her pass afterwards. How oh, beautiful. You, you thought she was going into trouble. She just spinned around and yeah. got free and then passed it to the full forward and it just drifted a small bit to the left and wide. And Jennifer has gone down now with, with a bit of a. Maybe she's twisted something. Let's hope it's nothing too serious. In her, in her leaving search here, and it's probably cramp. Uh, yes, we were told here from our medical experts in, in the stand, that's probably cramp, and it is, and uh, she'll shake that off pretty quickly. Jennifer is an extremely fit girl, great athlete, also uh, an all-rounder, and um, she's up and well enough again to, uh, to mark her player, who's Lana Spezzi, I think. And there's another sub coming in, I think we'll, we'll back at that as soon as we can. At the moment, it's the ball is in the pull forward line. Serious special there for number 27 for uh, Fight Kit, uh, we'll identify her shortly. Orla Bork. Orla Bork, sorry, Orla has come in, that's right. Orla Bork putting on pressure there, but, uh, Abigail, a little Star. bit too enthusiastic. enthusiastic. And uh, Abigail Starr is also into the fray, I think. And, and, uh, Susan. Instead of Susan Fahey. So Abigail Starr coming in for Susan Fahey there at the time. Mm -hmm. So Abigail Starr, Orla Bork. And now to, uh, um, Fight Kit have nearly used most, much of their accomplishment of subs. Great Icky, grounded, uh, almost uh, rugby-like. Rugby by um, Lauren Power, and uh, I suppose, and again, Greta is, uh, is a cramp again, maybe? Uh, she's going to be stretching anyway, getting help there from the Your sister, Aideen, yeah. and uh, again, cramp is fine at this stage of a game, but uh, Whitegate certainly wouldn't want 
with uh, with the business end of a championship coming up, like I wouldn't want Greta Hickey to have anything in line of injury that would limit her movement because she's uh, super, super forward, as is Aideen, and uh, both of them know she's got up. Maybe they'd be well due to give her a rest, but I think that's exactly what's happening. Uh, perhaps they should have done it a couple of... If you have a player... No, they're not going to give her a rest, actually. Yeah, she yeah. was going to go off. Yeah, now she is... Lisa Dunn is, go back Yes, on. maybe she didn't want to come on. Lisa Dunn, who will probably come back into the fray. But uh, the ball's gone in, dropped inside, oh. and just gone wide. We, we were watching the injury situation as uh, Greta limped, limping off there. A little bit uncomfortable looking. And uh, that'll be a slight concern for Whitegate. She's played outstandingly well as we head towards into injury time very shortly. Ball's been cleared away from the Tulloch defence. 30, 30 and a half minutes gone, actually. So we are in injury time. And there will be a few minutes between substitutes and all that. It's 116 for Whitegate, nine points for Tulloch in a commentary brought, by, brought to you by Seneco Whitegate. And now um, the game is kind of into a mode whereby between substitutes and the score well decided. I think the players will be quite happy to see the, the full-time whistle blowing. But there is a couple of minutes to go and it's in the middle of the field at the moment. Just inside the Whitegate half. But it's picked up by Cot, Cot Keenan. And Cot Keenan is looking for Orla Burke. And Orla Burke is looking like she's trying to win it. And Aideen Hickey is in there. And Aideen Hickey has an amount of damage done in this game already to the Tulla defence. And a ground clearance there from Tulla. But he's gone back only as far as Ashling Tracy. Ashling Tracy has been very effective. And now Lana Spazzi gets the ball in, but it's well caught by Lauren McCower inside. Playing a good full-back role there and very safely catching the ball on the hop and clearing it out to the her Two uh, taller players are going for it together. And uh, this time it's picked up and it's gone away. And it's away goes uh, Katie, Katie uh, Clune, who's got into the game in the second half very well and tries, probably should have had past the put, drives the ball up, it's gone into the stage. Sinead Collins is the player they want to get a run, but <laughs> no easy runs from that defence. And... Um, Molly, Molly, Maeve Quirk involved there and on the scoreline of 116 for Whitegate, nine points for Tulla, an enjoyable game, a little bit one-sided. The difference between the two teams, um, Davis Olin, was Whitegate had firepower, three or four girls could score almost at will, Tulla didn't have that many. Yeah, Tulla were limited, you know, with Sinead Conlon, their, their main threat, and uh, Whitegate, you know, Susan Fahey was exceptional from, from the place bars and then she had probably two Tulla girls Machner for most of the game, so they left a bit of room in for Greta and Aideen Hickey, and they capitalised on that and they got some great scores. But I think Tulloch could be very proud of their performance after the first 20 minutes, nine points and no all score down. Yeah. They came back and they made a real battle of it and they gave nothing easy to Whitegate. The Whitegate team, genuinely, uh, um, David, doesn't really seem to have any weak link at this level. Now, we know um, they obviously, they obviously are, are, are probably favourites for the Intermediate Championship, a six team championship. I mean, it's Whitegate on top, then Eroge, Tulloch. Clarecastle uh, Bellier, Corfin and Bradford, all lagging behind them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's quite gets to lose at this stage, and I know nobody wants to be jumping ahead to, to, too far, but they don't seem to have any weaklings at all. Very strong in all lines. They seem to be, and in the few you know, up the middle, they're very strong, like Kira O'Leary fullback, Trina Kelly, centre back. I thought she was outstanding today. Absolutely. And, um, you know, then you have Susan playing centre forward, and then you have Greta full forward. Up the middle, they're very, very strong. But then the girls on the wing are well able to play, you know, good balls into the forwards. Ashley Tracy, yeah, no, very, yeah. very good. Ashley was very good, yeah. And then Aideen, Katie Hines. Aideen, yeah. Aideen got three or four great points. And Katie Hines hits an awful lot of good balls. She does an awful lot of yeah. very hard work tracking back. Normally, she plays wing back. But this year, she's after moving up wing forward, but, but she's a huge asset to the, to the Waika team. And uh, from the, on the taller side, then, I suppose, good displays from... 
it's players you'd probably expect Sinead Conlon, uh, Lauren Power, Ronnie Dine, and again their spine tried their heart out. Valerie Hogan at times, but found it the going tough against Keir O'Leary. And uh, as, I, as I said, some of the other players in, and Aoife Dooley, very impressive at times, lovely, skillful player. We mentioned Jennifer Nicholas. I thought Liam McInerney improved later on in the game. Amy McInerney tough there at the cornerback as well. Um, Sally Quinlevin tried her heart out. Katie Clune came into it. So you know, various players there as well. Um, you know, showing for Tulla and. Uh, while, while they'd be disappointed with the result this evening, I, I suppose, you know, they're probably teamless in development. Oh, they are, yeah. You know, as you, you said, Sinead and Colin, Jennifer McNicholson, Aoife Dooley, they're fabulous girls going forward with the ball. They have great pace and uh, they have great vision of what they want to do. And I, I know they're missing Bredine Dynan, you know, which yeah. is probably, she's a huge loss. Like, you can't, a leader for you, you can't really yeah. quantify the loss that Bredine Dynan is to, is to Tulla. You know, she'd be... <coughs> She'd be their main threat going forward, the same as we would have Susan, you know, Redine Dynan is, uh, it would be Tuller's main threat. So, like if you took Susan out of the white gate attack, yeah. you know, it would weaken us a lot. And that's what, uh, what has happened to Tuller. But to a great credit you to Tuller for the performance here this evening. Absolutely. And speaking of Redine Dynan, she has just bought to join us, Dave. And uh, <laughs> you've said all the right things. And if, if you're right moving on, David, right my, my sincere <laughs> thanks to you for joining us this evening and your analysis and your, and your uh, description of the game. And thanks very much for that, Thank David. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon again. And we will now uh, join Breedeen um, as Whitegate begins their warm down. Breedeen, uh, uh, 116 to 12 points, a seven point margin against a very, very good uh, Whitegate side, a side with all weaknesses. I think Tola will take something from the game. Yeah, like if we can't learn something from that game, we're going nowhere, to be honest. And I think there's every part of our game that we could learn something from Whitecade now. It's even they just came really organised, really prepared. They knew exactly what they were going to do when they went out in the field. And they were given the chance to do that. We really stood off them in the first half. And we kind of let them take control of the game. And I think that's how it went for the whole game, um, unfortunately for us. Definitely the girls stood up then a bit in the second half. They started putting in a few scores. And they really stood, it really stood to them then in the end. But if we are to continue going in the Intermediate Championship, we'll really have to focus on this match and learn a lot from it. Yeah, you came into this match just toward on the table, just behind Airog in terms of the head-to-head, even though I think you have a better points difference. Uh, Seven-point margin this evening. Uh, at times in the game, it looked like there was a danger going to double figures or a lot more. But in fairness to the girls, they dug in, and I think they finished each half better than the start. They started the two halves very badly, and they started the second half poorly, despite probably a strong team talk. But one thing you have to credit Tullow with, they dug in, and players who were struggling, I, I just made you remember, Liam McInerney was having a seriously hard time mm, yeah. with... Um, with uh, Aidy Hickey, Hickey. Yeah. and yet Leah came back in fighting for ball and cleared ball later on yeah. and just got into the game. Do you know, other players like Katie Clune didn't do much in the first half, did a good bit in the second half. Yeah. Younger players like Aoife Dooley, very skillful player. Jennifer Nicholas, again, a very promising young player. So, yeah. plenty of hope there. 100%, like, if we can't learn from this and move on and make ourselves better, we're at nothing. And I think we will focus on next week. We need to play Brawford in two weeks' time. And if we can take some learning from this, like we have so much to improve on and hopefully go into Brawford, all guns blazing down in Brawford um, and that hopefully we will guarantee that we could be in a semi-final spot and we will continue in the championship, which would be a great confidence boost for us. And then definitely when a few players come back into it, then um, hopefully we'll be going from strength to strength. And hopefully back into yourself, uh, Breedy, and you were saying there's a chance that the energy might be healing and you might be able to make a, a, a burst into the action yeah, uh, during this championship. Yeah, hopefully so anyways. I suppose it's kind of day by day and week by week at the minute. Um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yes, of course. Yes. I might get my hopes up and uh, be... 
very disappointed, but hopefully my aim is to be back at some stage anyways, and I don't know, um, the sidelines aren't for me anyways, uh, I don't have the patience for it, so <laughs> I can't wait to just get back on the field anyways. Well, you are, with, your, with the talent and skill that you have and determination as well, you're a huge loss to the Tulla, there's no way that we a seven-point margin in favour of Wycott if you were playing, so we do wish you well in recovery, and we do hope to see you, because Camogie needs its best, Claire Camogie needs its best players back on the pitch, for all, for all to enjoy playing and for your clubs to, to prosper, so... Uh, uh, um, Reedy, we thank you enormously for your contribution this evening and other evenings. And uh, we just say best of luck with your, with your recovery. No and uh, good luck to Tulla and the rest of the championship. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. me. Thank you. Not at all. And we are, I think, now going to be joined by Owen, Owen O'Leary. And we're very happy that Owen has made it. So while he's getting set up there, uh, oh, thanks very you much. have a mic, Owen. Uh, yeah. All sorted, thank you. Uh, Owen, um, at the start of the uh, first 15 minutes of the game and the first 10 minutes of the second half, Whitegate were unstoppable. Two brilliant starts to both halves. And he just dominated and got some great scores. Unstoppable, yeah. I suppose did exactly what we wanted to do. Trained that sort of way, mm. worked on that sort of stuff in training. And then, I suppose, this and that happened. Tulla started to get on top. And they didn't, they didn't allow us to do what we wanted to do. They pulled us. They pulled our half-hour line back. And they were trying to defend. Then we were trying to clear the ball out. It was landing short and going straight back in again. But look, we expected nothing else out of Tulla. You know, they're tough. They're hardy. We've played them so many times over the last few years. We know exactly what to expect, we just don't know exactly when it's going to come. But look, great game again this evening and, and great game for both teams, especially yeah. for going the fourth week in the trot. Absolutely, and I mean, you're on a real roll. There's nothing like momentum, as they say. And those girls, even though there's a few girls on both sides had a bit of cramp issues and fitness, which is no wonder the ground is very hard. Oh, no, it and is. Of running in the modern and running. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. as well as that, I suppose momentum is great now. And, uh, you know, those girls won't be feeling sorry for them. They're looking forward to, to, they're, they're, to the championship. Look, they're looking on. forward to the championship. Momentum is a great thing, and that, that's, there's no doubt about that. But as everyone has seen in this intermediate championship, there's absolutely nothing between anyone. You know, we went up to Corofin. Lucky I suppose to come out of that with a win. You know, we played him twice in the league. Very hard place to come out of. And then, like, Clare Castle-Bellier came to Whitehead, got beaten. We played very well that day. Then Clare Castle-Bellier played a rogue and beat them. So, this championship is, is, is by far from finished. And, and there's, some, there's, there's, there's six good teams in it that were well capable of winning it. And great also, because I noticed as we were down earlier on, just to get the teams outside the restaurant from you, uh, the amount of subs you have. And great that you get uh, five or six of them to stretch, or four or five of them to stretch yeah, the legs this evening yeah, in the last 10, 10 15 minutes. That was very good as well. A couple of girls made a big effort. A couple of girls down from Dublin and Kildare for games. People making a big effort to change matches. You know, to be fair, I, I mentioned it to the Tulla squad. The Tulla management or the Tulla committee got onto us a month or six weeks ago and asked for the game to be changed, they had a win. So everyone knew it was all well organised, yeah. everything was taken care of. You weren't ringing people two days before a game going, look, we need you, we need you. So it was well organised and this is what happens when, when the competitions are well organised, you have all your players, everyone is there and everyone is able to get their time off work and be able to be able to get to the games and that, that's what we want, that's what everyone wants. Yeah. And as well as, as all your other players, just especially for Trina Kelly and actually Trina to come back after additions to their families, come back and come <laughs> to the team once again. And I what see, players it, they are? It, it, it's, look, it was a massive throw-in from the start of the year. Um, I suppose between the four of us and five of us in the management, we were kind of looking at them, trying to fit them in. And, and to be honest, once we put the two of them in wing, our centre-back and wing-forward, we haven't looked back. Trina's distribution, unbelievable, and her ability to read the game. Just outstanding. We, we mentioned that in commentary. You know, she, she's well able to read it. She's able to see where the breaks are coming. And then actually just winning the ball, being able to turn and run towards the goal and then also create the space for the rest of the half-forward line and creating the space from inside. You know, it's great. We've got, we've got a lot of very young players in there and it's great to have players that, you know, Kiro Leary, Ashton Tracy, Trina, that they've been there. They've, look, they've been there for years. They've, they've, they might have played 10, 12 years of, of intermediate camogie for the club. And it's great to have them, them, them players with, with the head to lead on the younger players 
and, and carry, keep it going forward. Yeah. And I know you won't want to get ahead of yourselves at all, but I suppose no. there probably <laughs> won't be a better chance uh, than this year for Whitegate to make that step up Look, and just get that championship won and, and it, get into it, 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 Of course, it's in our hands. Fail. After last year, mm-hmm. after Brian yeah, Clooney quitting so and, and getting so close, been so unlucky. You know, it's in the heads, but like I suppose the old cliche, you take it one game at a time, and that's all you can do. You know, we've got Airog in two weeks' time. That's what we're concentrating on now. Our juniors hopefully have a game Sunday. We're looking to that as well. We're hoping to get them into the semi-final of a championship. We're hoping to have two teams in semi-finals of championships. But look, you can take absolutely nothing for granted. No. You could play a team in the league. You could play them again. In the semi- or in, sorry, in the, in the round robin stage of the championship and beat them handy. They're a totally different animal come, come the championship. And, and I suppose we've won our four games. We're happy with that. We're happy with the performances. But we want to keep it going. And, and, and I suppose winning games, it does give you that target on your back. The teams who want to take you. And, and, and look, all we can do is keep doing what we do. And, and, and concentrate on Whitehead and, and don't worry about what happens with everyone else. Well, in oh, and the Camogie community in Clare in general, let's say, wouldn't big grudge Whitehead uh, a championship because, you know... Uh, I, can think of five there, te- I can think of five <laughs> teams that can. I, 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 maybe those five, but uh, I said realistically, of, of one or two of them who mightn't make it, I'd say if there was anyone who's asked, who, if they can win it themselves, who would, would that mind win it? I'd say they'd be Whitegate because yeah, you have such look, an, a great club out there with two teams, go yeah, well in championships, no well amalgamation and, involved. So yeah, and, and hopefully and keep it going. Our minors are going well too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in a playoff for a, a minor final next Wednesday night. So hopefully, look, it's, it's great to keep it going. It's great to keep, keep people interested and keep people playing. And, and, and look, that's all we're trying to do. Listen, Nolan O'Leary from Whitegate Management. Thanks a million for joining us. No Congrats on your win. And thanks and very, your thanks very much for the coverage. It's great, to, have, it's great to hear. Happy to do. We love, no, we love it's, covering it's, the Camogie. It's yeah. great. It's brilliant. And we hope a few people maybe away who can't come might have enjoyed it. Uh, we will have a word with Jim. So, Owen, thanks a million. Thanks and really best of luck in the championship for the rest of it. See you later and, uh, on. Thanks very much. One more chance to mention the, our, our coverage this evening uh, brought in association with Seneco of Whitegate. Also, of course, our normal, our normal uh, sponsorship of Dirt Credit Union and Outdoor Broadcast with uh, Michael Long Construction. So, finally, joined by Head of Radio uh, Management, Sound, Engineering, Organisation and even Washington the Cups, Jim. Collins, um, an enjoyable game and uh, very happy we are to cover it this evening and we had listeners I think in, in a few places. Yeah, we had listeners, uh, I think Lucas said that we had listeners in Kansas um, so and listeners all over Ireland yeah. as well and, and I suppose you know we enjoy doing the Camogie, Camogie has, this has not been covered very well down the years and uh, when we started a few years ago as you know yourself with Leo and yourself Pat, uh, we covered Clare and we covered the clubs, the championship. This year now we have done, you know, we're going to into the intermediate championship. Um, so hopefully we'll keep going with Camogie, we will keep going with Camogie uh, and with Hurling until the championships are over. But I suppose I kind of want to say to you that there isn't any Hurling this weekend, but there is sport and uh, equestrian sport in particular. Oh, right. So the Scarif show uh, takes place on Saturday and we'll be live there on Saturday morning from 10 o'clock until 12. Um, so hopefully Jim, people... We have to say that uh, equestrian sports uh, in East Clare took a massive fill-up with Michael Blakeman involved with the Aga Can winning team. So even that's at the top level. Yes. The Scarif show always brilliantly organised and we wish them every success and we hope that you'll enjoy yourselves down there and the listenership and the attendance will be big. Well, we'll be Marie happy. and Trish will be in charge mm-hmm. on Saturday morning yes. and uh, hopefully we'll bring all our listeners a flavour of what's going on. The other thing I suppose uh, on Saturday is the our last man standing. Indeed. Uh, and that is something that in order to raise some funding and there are other clubs, I know your own club as well, Kilina yeah, we're running, are, are, are yeah, running 
People, a last man standing. People and we would like to be in one, we'd be as happy to be in two. Exactly. And I mean, I think it's only 10 euro in both. So uh, yeah. there's... 10 a, euro in both, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think most people will have heard that it's, it's just the time we can get in. The matches are on starting tomorrow, is it tomorrow night, so we need to be yeah. in tomorrow. So anyway. ideally, yeah. One, yeah. One, now quite a number of people are in already, but ideally if there's anybody else who hasn't joined or who hasn't heard about it or whatever, uh, listeners might let them know and... Uh, you know, it's a bit of fun, and you could get knocked out in the first week. You could go all the way to the finish. You don't know. Um, the prize there's 300 euro in prizes, and it's as I said, it's a bit of crack. And for 10 euro, it's not doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't cost. It's very, it's very, it's very minimal. And as I said, you need to know nothing about sport either, because we might as well stick a pin in the teams as we pick in a winner, mm. uh, because you know it's a new team each week, and uh, you know you could pick a big team, uh, one of the real power like Man City or the real strong teams. And if they win early on, then who are you left with as the time goes on? Exactly. So you have to plan your... pick and choose, yeah, and uh, pick yeah. a team that might win early on. But uh, having said that, stick a pin in it, but either way, it's a bit of fun, and it's a good fundraiser. As I said, keep the old station going, we do need funds, uh, all volunteers, as Leo said the other night, but nevertheless, there are lots of costs involved in equipment and uh, our premises and many, many other things as well indeed. So thank yeah. you, Jim, for that, unless you want to add anything else. No, I my think that, that's all really... My thanks to you this evening, and... Uh, no. uh, for helping to organise and to get a sound and orangeering going here and for organising the whole thing. My thanks to David Solon and also thanks to Reading Dynan and Ono Lira for joining us. Thanks to Sineco and Whitegate for sponsoring this evening's commentary and to Derek Kadejunin and Michael Long for their continued sponsorship. So with that, on a scoreline of 116, I wrote it down, I better check the scoreline again, 116 to um, 9 points exactly in favour of Whitegate. They roll on to the continuing at the top of the championship. Uh, Tull have a bit of work to do, but we'll be hoping to have learned a lot from this evening. With that, our thanks to you for listening and this is Pat McNamara handing you back to a, hopefully a bit of music.